Hello, and welcome to the bottom of the internet. Today is October 23rd, 2021. And this is another dead pixel, the podcast where grown men argue about children's media. The guardian of light and your host for the evening. It is I, Nick Vera. With me tonight, the man responsible for the cancellation of every show you ever loved. It's Joe. Joe, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm doing it's okay. The guardian of light. I am the and guardian of light. Holy and crim. And there's no way that you can prove otherwise. Okay, then why are all the shows being canceled, huh? That's you. I'm here to stop you from canceling the shows. And obviously, you're failing. Well, okay. you know, I'm having a hero's journey, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Roger that. Well, um, so I know that I've been complaining about this all week to you, but I got my wisdom teeth removed last Friday. And Yeah, did they give you the good stuff? They did, but I did not take it. Uh, they gave me hydrocodone, and then um, – and I, I – I, came back from the surgery or whatever. And I was like, I mean, I was out of it for a while, but then that wore off and I was just kind of tired all weekend. But I, I was just like, I'm really not in that much pain. You know, when I tried to eat and stuff, it wasn't fun, but I really was okay. And I was like, I think I'm going to stay away from the opioids uh, for as long as I can. And it was, it was fine until Wednesday uh, I think it was Wednesday and well, kind of Tuesday, Tuesday, my pain started to increase, but then Wednesday, I think it was like, it was like really a lot. And I think it was some kind of, um, some kind of bacteria or something. So, so I went to the, the dentist again and they gave me some more antibiotics and that seems to have cleared it up. And now I'm on a podcast talking and it's not super comfortable, but it's, it's passable. I'm on enough ibuprofen to kill a horse, so um, I'm doing okay in that regard. Well, the one thing I learned uh, was just don't do over 3,200 milligrams uh, in a day because that will help. Uh, if yeah. you do that more than that, you'll start to, you know, that helps induce kidney failure and like liver, like messes with your liver. Kidney and liver, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, I remember getting uh, ibuprofen prescribed to me when I was in the service for uh, 800 milligrams for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, when uh, a lot of the guys, when they got their teeth pulled out, uh, that was around the transition time of uh, they, some of them got the good stuff, and then they were like, no, wait a minute. You guys are just fucking selling it. So, no, yeah. you're all getting ibuprofen from here on out. Ooh, so. Running it for everybody. Yeah, I mean, like like the hydrocodone like i've got like they gave me even more when i went back and so i've got i've got like you know probably i don't know like one and a half um regimens of that um just sitting there i'm not gonna do anything stupid with it um it's probably just gonna flush it uh whenever i'm uh out of the woods on this they stuff. say that you shouldn't be flushing it what you do is you just or, you know, when you want to when you want to chill just have one just take it easy. Crush it up and snort it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to do. Mean, 
Uh, you could just put it up your bum, and you'll it'll dissolve pretty quick that way too. Yeah, that's the fastest way. That's the pro. That's the pro way. Uh, right so, to the bloodstream, man. So literally, <laughs> skin there. So other than that, you've you you've had a, you've had a decent week. You're, how, how's how's the kid? How's how's the how's the uh, how's the sleep? The little dude has been waking up real early, being like. Hey, guess what, man? It's 4 a.m. Let's fucking party. And I'm like, no, man, don't. He's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's been that way for about a week now. So it's, it's been pretty rough. That sucks. But I mean, oh, he goes to bed at a good time and he actually sleeps pretty solid. The only problem is he goes to bed like earlier than the old people. And so unless if I'm willing to go to bed at like seven, you know, or seven, eight o'clock, be like, all right, he's asleep. Now it's my turn. I just. So yeah, if I like, want to try to relax, I have to like, I don't know if, if your kid's old enough for this yet. Cause he's still pretty dang young, but something that this, that I read about this one lady doing is um like their kid was, I think a little bit older than yours, but they were getting up in the morning and they were kind of too young to be doing that. And they were coming into the parents, like coming over to the parents room, knocking the door making them let them in and, and all this stuff. And the parents are just like, you know, you, you can't be doing that. It's just, it, it's ruining our last few hours of sleep. And, and we have, we have to be up now if, if you're up because, because somebody has to watch you because you're, you're still too young. So what they did was they um, installed a, a light system. It's kind of weird, but they installed a remote light system. So, uh, with, with the kid, like they would, they'd have it so that as long as the light was blue, that meant the kid, it was in, so it's in the kid's room and the light's blue. The kid wakes up, light's still blue. And then whenever the parents wake up, they turn the light, they either come and get the kid or they turn the light to green. And then the kid knows that it's okay for them to come out and start being not in the bedroom. And this lady said that it worked wonders because like the kid would just stay in the room and they were safe and they would play with their toys or whatever, but they knew not to like come and disturb the parents at least until like, like they got up and it wasn't, it wasn't that long. It was like, it wasn't there leaving in there, leaving the kid in there all day. It was just like for the last few hours, they got a little bit more peace and quiet. I just thought that was interesting. I don't know, man. Just give the kid a fucking TV. That's what that's what I did when I was a kid. They yeah. stay in your fucking room or go out in there and play TV. Don't wake us up. Uh, that's what I was trained as. Me too. And look uh, how it turned out for us. We yep, have a, no. we have our own uh, unsuccessful podcast. <laughs> Dude, if I had the internet back then, you know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just been a streamer. I just I just started oh, that's, streaming. That's, that's all. That's all you need to do nowadays is just hand the kid, hand the kid your own iPhone or your old smartphone, and be like, "Here, guy, you know, have fun." They're just like, just, "Oh yeah, that's cool." Uh, hey guys, what's up? It's me, your boy, streamer, Caleb. You know, whatever, whatever Generation Z name you've got. <laughs> My little man's too young to to make it from one room to the other without danger. Can't yeah. make it up, you know, can make it up the stairs, not necessarily down the stairs. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, make it down the stairs, just, you know, not in a, safely. In a hurt. <laughs> <sighs> that's not, that's not good. Well, no, well, he, does, he doesn't, like I said, he, uh, we, we keep him away from the stairwell now. And he's currently still, he's still in a crib, so he's not. You know, he can walk and shit, but he's just, you know, uh, 
unless if you're willing to give them a padded room with very minimal stuff to throw around. I mean, it's, I wouldn't, I, I'm not going to put them in a normal bed, not for a little bit yet. So, um, no, it's, he's fine. It's just, uh, you know, he sleeps. I'm actually really lucky because I know other people, you know, wake up too early. Uh, and like, or they, the kids sleep erratically. So he sleeps for a solid, you know, usually eight hours or plus. That's, so I mean, honestly, that's a good. huge blessing. Like if he just sleeps straight through, then that, I mean, at least yeah. gives you a chunk. You know, even if it wakes up I mean, early. He'll, he'll sometimes wake up and cause a fuss and then we'll just, you know, if need be, you know, we can get him back. But, you know, so it, we, it's never, it's never a solid sleep for us, but he's, I've heard, you know, there's been some real stories of like, even within our family, like, yeah, so-and-so was a nightmare, you know, you know, stuff like that. So, but we're about to have another one. So that's going to be a nightmare because that's going to be every three hours feeding and diaper change. And, uh, yeah, I guess this is just preparation for the inevitable. Just, I mean, with, do you have a kid like that? I'm like, just, just beat him. Just, just beat him and throw him in a closet. I mean, Uh, whiskey, man, that's generally the, that was the old, that's, that was the old remedy. Just, you know, you're soft. It works for everything. (laughs) I guess I guess that works until they can until they they their tolerance gets up and then that gets expensive. Yeah, but so so does the beatings, man. <laughs> eventually, eventually that shit don't hurt anymore. <laughs> it's true, yeah. And then the, and then you've taught them to fight. You're right. Yeah, it's just maybe doc maybe Doctor Spock was right, and we should just um, I don't know what he said to do, but um, coddle them. <laughs> Random. <laughs> What's random doctor? Uh, Spock. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I know what I'm talking about, Joe. Is that got really weird? <laughs> so, whenever you do finally get your child to go to sleep, what have you been watching? While I get him to sleep, because I just I watch it. Like, that dude falls asleep to YouTube. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not like I'll just watch some. Uh, I'll, I literally watch people talking, like doing a pod, like other people doing a podcast. And he's like, it's mostly monotone ish. You know, it's not like high inflections or screaming like watching a movie. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to sleep now. I'm like, cool. Digital Foundry seems to put him out pretty quick. <laughs> it puts me out a lot too. Of stat- <laughs> talking about a lot of stats and a lot of information he's like i have no idea what they're talking about like, and that like i'm hoping he, i'm hoping it seeps in subconsciously and then he's just gonna be like yeah dad there's blah 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 i'm like i fucking don't know what you, I, i'm gonna be one of those guys who like their kid over that just surpasses them with knowledge at such an early age you know and be like oh really i didn't know that and then be like let's talk to mom she knows her shit dad doesn't know anything <laughs> so yeah mom's the uh, yeah <laughs> No, uh, but let's see. Uh, so besides Digital Foundry, watching, yeah, what, what, what have you been watching? Uh, usually just been uh, some Netflix stuff recently. Uh, we got done. Uh, they had a special uh, or a little, you know, 60 minute show movie uh, attack of the Hollywood cliches. I think it was. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, so it was actually pretty neat. Uh, they go through quite a few cliches and it's almost, I'd almost want it to be just a little longer because they do a really good job of bringing up a cliche, uh, yeah, talking so like, about well, a few examples. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the format like? Okay. So, uh, they'll bring up, uh, they'll bring up like, uh, the the rogue cop or something like that. I forgot what they have. They have the official titles or like what people know these things as. And, uh, so they'll, you know, they'll bring up that archetype and they'll talk about a few movies like Lethal Weapon and stuff like that. And uh, they'll have an inter- they'll talk to a few different people talking about like uh, in the industry, like a writer, uh, screenwriters or other directors, stuff like that. And they'll talk about 
that idea that that idea of like oh this is this is how it happens this is the kind of person uh, here's a couple examples and boom next one right off the bat they kind of roll them in really nice though because they're like on a cop theme for a bit you know or like uh the, the action movie scene and then you get like the uh, i just know like what they call them in gaming and or like the anime scene is like a death flag uh, where, you know, like I have, I'm one week away from retirement or oh, yeah. Yeah, when I get out, this is how it happened. You know, it's like, yeah. Th- and then they bring up a couple, everyone, you know, everyone knows that the moment you talk about life after the service or something like that, you're doomed. This is, uh, this is going to be my last rodeo youngin. Yeah. I, I just have the retirement party. I'm just going to have one last case. I'm just about to finish up, you know, and then, yeah, that person eats it. Uh, but they go through a bunch. Yeah. There's a, there's a movie called hell or high water and, um, they kind of do that with, uh, can't think of his name anyway, the one, like one of the cops in that, they kind of do that with him and he's about to retire, but they, they don't kill him at the end. They kill somebody else. Um, and, and it's like, oh, dang. I mean, <laughs> they still killed somebody, so it would be important, but, but it, at least like that's, that movie's really good. That's kind of one of the reasons is because they avoid some of those uh tropes oh yeah for sure and that's the thing is uh it's one of those uh i don't know when's the last time you've seen the last action hero uh that movie was <laughs> that garbage so... when it came out that movie is such no. hot trash it's so uh, good it, it, it it's one of those weird ones that it aged way better than it originally came out because when it came out it was really bad like it was supposed uh, to be as... a joke though from the beginning right was it not supposed yeah, to be a joke it... It, it, all right, so it was the thing is, it was you're going from short. It was like with Schwarzenegger's like start, you know, him starting to be more of a family man. You know, like I don't know, I don't remember when he made things like um, Junior Cop. or like you know, it's like after Kindergarten Cop, but like before like Jingle All the Way. You know, yeah. So he's transitioning yeah. in that, and so it, it was supposed to be more of a lighthearted movie as far as uh, not being super R-rated or nothing like that. And they do poke fun at a lot of those uh, you know tropes and cliches. Uh, which is fine. But the thing is those tropes and cliches only grew that much more as time went on. So it was, it was a good, it's like the satire of it is, is much better now than it was. Like I, people didn't have the appreciation back then. I'm just, I'm just trying to put myself, put like myself in like in the nineties. Cause I saw that barely recently, uh, very recently, like two or three years ago. And I thought it was great when I saw it. But now that I think about it, it's like, yeah, like if Terminator two had come out and, all that stuff is was still kind of fresh and not like hackneyed and done to death. It was still like, this is still cool. So they really might've been making fun of it. You might be right. They might've been making fun of it a little bit too early when all that stuff was still too important to people. Yeah, actually, uh, I really remember, I remember watching the movie in theaters, remember thinking it was just hot trash as a you know, early grade school kid or something like that. And then <laughs> they were attacking uh, everything you loved. Well, because I, I loved like, you know, Terminator and I like, I was watching my foot, my folks never cared about like R rated movies. So I was watching uh Robocop and I was renting that from the, uh, from the video rental store when people were re- trying to rent out back to the future too. I'm like, I didn't care about Back to the Future. I was like, Robocop all the way. Wow, but then that's... again, they also made the animated... No, oh, dude, they made the animated cartoon show. They had the action figures. I got... Uh, my, my family members didn't communicate properly, so I got two motor, uh, Robocop uh, on the motorcycle. <laughs> like, he had he had a motorcycle that you rode, and it had, the, had a, a gun that rotated with the wheel. 
and I think it made like the cap noises. You know, I had the action figure where you put in like this little, um, I think it was the zip strip of uh, pops. And so it's like a little coiled and then you just, you know, pull it. There's a trigger on the back of Robocop. So you can pull up the gun and just pull back the trigger and it hits a little, you know, crack and it makes a loud pop. Uh, I forgot what they were called now, but they're little fireworks on a strip. You know, you could take a quarter to it and just zip strip, the whole, you know, just go down and go. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> it was, it was super, it was like, but they were marketing Robocop to children. Okay. Um, so I, th- I think we got off the beaten path a little bit here. So give me back to Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. So obviously there's like an, a guy not looking at an explosion. Um, so that's probably one, right? Um, you know, they, they actually don't mention, they just mentioned like the cool guy action, the action stuff, uh, okay. but they go through a lot of it. Uh, they do a breakdown of like the funeral scene, um, you know, and how you generally have uh the how it's up it's a good excuse for a panning shot of you know and you'll usually have it pulled back to see what you'll see one person looking at the funeral Mm. and that way but that that helps with getting establishing shots and then they then they pull out the fast and the furious where you know there's a funeral then there's paul walker looking at the funeral then they pull back even further to see vin diesel looking at paul Paul. walker looking at the funeral (laughs) that's such a dumb fast and furious thing Oh my god! It was brilliant though. It was so good. It's so dumb. Um, <laughs> Fast and Furious is so up its own ass. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I uh, I really I actually really did like the movies up until the airplane one, which was five, I think. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't have time to talk. I still about watch them. I don't have but time no, to the, uh, to hate on Fast and Furious. I have I have a lot of opinions. We don't have time for that. But that's probably a god of a ton of these cliches in those movies it really does a good job of hitting a lot of them and some of them uh, you like um some of them you know but you didn't know they had official title for yeah um and so i don't really want to spoil too much and like i said it's all it's only 60 minutes it's really short Um, okay so it's just 60 minutes it's not episodes or anything like that it's it's no it's just one bit Uh, at least that's what i'm uh that was the only thing that had on so i don't know if they're gonna make more of these but there's was just this one time thing. And I was like, oh, you know what? That was really nice. It was nice, compact, uh, had a good, you know, my wife and I just, you know, we enjoyed it and we didn't have to, that much time commitment into it. So yeah, that's short and sweet uh, at least. And it sounds like it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, so also since we've been doing a lot of Netflix is uh, the way of the house husband. All right. So they did the first uh, few episodes uh, sometime, I don't know, a year ago or so. And essentially what it is, is, uh, Yakuza thug uh, gets beaten up and taken care of by a girl and so he ends up marrying her and he, now he's a house husband because she's a businesswoman. Um, they don't really explain much about the past at all. It's just here he is as a house husband. Deal with it. And he has all his uh, Yakuza you know, mannerisms so he'll stare at, you know, he'll come out very angry and aggressive and loud uh, while he's grocery shopping or something like that or he'll talk to some he talks to the other housewives and he's talking about, uh, yeah, yesterday, I'm so tired. It was, like, it was like a huge battle. And I was like, I was beating this, you know, like I was just wouldn't stop beating. And then they're thinking he's getting a fist fight or something like that. And here he is like tenderizing meat or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really stupid, but it's so, just really lighthearted and it's fun. So it's um, kind of like a sort of like a fish out of water sort of thing. But also it's it sounds like a, um, I don't know, a metaphor for like, Ma, for like the modern man and how like the modern man is sort of uh this subdued you know 
predator that doesn't have to hunt anymore. So he's just like, I don't really know what to do. Yeah, uh, yes and no. Uh, yeah, it's, there's, uh, like I said, it does a really good job of about at least you know it's focusing on a rare topic, especially in Japan, where it you know it's like house husbands are still they still conform to a lot of gender roles in Japan. Still, yeah. I mean, women are women are. I, I like to look at it as it's like women in the workplace is kind of like the '80s, early '90s, uh, where they're now getting more and more positions of power. You're getting more female managers. Uh, they're now, they're now, uh, it's more acceptable for them to be wearing pants suits, but you still have a lot of uniforms for like the, the bank or something like that. And their uniforms are all skirts still almost. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's still a little bit backwards there. Um, and so the idea of, you know, they are, you know, the husband uh, being the stay at home is still very awkward, you know, awkward uh, for that society. Uh, and then here he is, a Yakuza thug, you know, our former. And so he's, you know, it's that also uh, very out of the, you know, in, you're right, a fish out of water is a good way to explain it. But yeah, it's really funny just because uh, he takes everything so seriously. He's like, oh, it's 110% all the time. And it's short episodes. They're, each episode has like, I want to say like three skits, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so they're just a little, little chunks, you know, little story bits. And then they'll, you know, it might, one might be, uh, cleaning the ho- cleaning the apartment, and the another one might be just doing a grocery store run, and he runs into like a neighbor or something like that. Uh, so you know, what, uh, sort of like vignettes, yeah. little little short stories within this guy's life. Yeah, it's um, I uh, I'm not sure exactly how the manga is set up, but it makes me think of something like uh, Azamanga Dayo, which is a four panel coma, which oh, uh, yeah. is is like a Sunday. Think about the Sunday paper. So take something like a Garfield comic strip. And just the, the couple panels and then make it into a little little like you know, four minute thing and then switch to the next one uh, or like a Calvin and Hobbes skit. You know, you can you can animate that and make it, you know, kind of you stretch it out a little bit. And that's kind of how these things are. So it's not a full like real uh, immersive story. There's just little snippets. Uh, it's almost like a sketch comedy. Yeah. In that sense. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so a little so were... longer than a sketch comedy, but not a you know, full in-depth thing. So you're saying that, like, so this is probably um, obvious, but, like, this was a manga first, and then it's become an anime, and and I think you're telling now me... Now it's her- become... Now it just became a, a live action that we just discovered. Okay. Uh, Netflix just had a trailer for this uh, within the last week, and we're like, oh, okay. no way, really? And we're just, you know, we pause, and we let it tra- play the auto trailer, uh, and it's... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what tone they're going to go for, but essentially it's just this dude, this guy in a bathroom looking at the, uh, so a Japanese bathroom is a wet bathroom, uh, which they have a drain in the floor and it's all tile. So you can literally spray the wall with your, um, uh, with water and just you're fine. Uh, There's nothing that gets wet or damaged because it's all tiling and you have a mirror uh, along the wall. And so he, it's all soap scummy. And this is dude's just like, he's like, uh, aggressively like, okay, here's how we're going to take care of it. And he, he you know, he, he's like a multi-stage uh, level of like, he gets, um, he, he soaps it up essentially. And then he puts saran wrap, you know, on it, like, you know, cling wrap and he puts, he leaves it on. And then it shows him later on slowly peeling it off and wiping clean. It's like botless now. And so we're like, okay. So he's taking the, he's taking the house uh, husband or cleaning bit. They're making that really a focus, but we don't know about his personality yet. If he's going to be as, uh, aggressive as the um, the character in the anime, or uh, 
you know anything else all we know is at least when it comes to those household chores uh they're taking that part serious so that at least might be interesting so it's on our it's on our to watch list so like from the trailer do you think that they are trying to stay true to the spirit at least of uh, of uh, the original like I mean, obviously it's got to sh- be different once again he, he's he looks he looks more different than i would have chosen in my mind mm. he looks uh, a little more at least for it's just the one little bit you know so it's like he looks more like the old boy you know out of coming out of the uh the room after being locked up for years okay so he has that little disheveled look so yeah. it's kind of hard to tell because you know there's they don't show any tattoos or anything like that so you don't know if he how hardcore get, are, we don't are they just doing the house husband part or are they going to make it more of the whole yeah yakuza you know re- reformed person you know type of bit yeah because like if the yakuza games are are accurate in any way then i would think that they would basically be like you know like yakuza dudes are clean cut the very stylized with tattoos and and like kind of crazy hairstyles but they are like put together as far as like my experience goes is is that what they're going for or, or it sounds more unknown different? it's just him cleaning the bathroom at this time so oh, okay. that is only the trailer they've shown i haven't actually seen anything else so mm-hmm. it was just you know like i said we barely got to look at him for the most part and it's so they're taking at least a certain part of it so it, like i said I, I think it's gonna be worth a watch uh, i'm gonna give it a shot uh it's just that we haven't had time but we watched the rest of they what they did is they came out the second half of season one mm-hmm. uh and or at least uh, a few more episodes and yeah we burned through those real quick too um and it's nice because they are done like one episode has like two or three sketches uh so it gives you a lot of stopping points for for us you know we, this is something we usually watch during we do netflix while we eat dinner essentially is what we happens so yeah. sometimes we have to pause it because we'll, we'll have to feed you know feed our kid or uh we'll have to you know stop for doing other things like oh go grab that or something so yeah it's something that not a hundred percent focus is needed so if you want to have this on the background while you do something else uh honestly it's fine uh, it's, it's, it's good, good for that like to, yeah if you like to play a game and then have have something you know a little window open while you you know while you play yeah uh i think honestly it's fine yeah p- people can do that um like i've heard of people watching like sitcoms and stuff while they work like i had a boss before who would who would do that um i can't i can't do that i just like i mean like i could but it just makes me it makes it to where I can't work properly and it makes it to where like, I don't enjoy the show. I just, I'd prefer to just do like one thing, even like playing a video game and listening to a podcast. Like to me, people are fine with this, but to me, if I feel like I can listen to a podcast while I'm playing your game, it's not a good game. That's just me. But I prefer to just be like totally involved in one thing, but I... it, it depends on what it depends on the game and what you're doing, though, because if you're playing something, uh, for example, if you're doing uh, a shooter, uh, but it's a campaign, then obviously you're going to want to try to focus on that more. But if you're doing, uh, you know, multiplayer and uh, then totally you don't have to necessarily be committed 100 percent into it. I suppose uh, that's you know, yeah. For, okay. for me, I watched a lot of I watched a lot of uh, podcasts or had that play, you know, going on when I did um the 100% grinding for Bloodstain because Bloodstain is a fun game oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you want 100% it that is a nightmare to grind and 
yeah, I most definitely didn't want to waste my time just doing nothing but focusing on that game because that was boring as hell. Yeah, uh, but see, that's see, that's this, the thing part. is if it's like, you know, if I'm, and I didn't used to be this way. I used to be like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna grind to 100 percent on a game or whatever. But if, like, now I'm kind of like, uh, if I'm not just enjoying this for what it is, um, by itself, then I don't really i just don't like because i just can't concentrate on both so like i'll miss things in a podcast or i'll miss things on a on a show um and even if i don't care about the show that much it's if it's like if i can do both to me it's like there's things there's so many things where it's like i don't want to do anything but that one thing so i may as well go be doing that instead you know but that's just like i totally i totally get it and there was a time in my life where i kind of could do that um, so I, I definitely appreciate it. It's just, it's just not me anymore, I guess. Well, I mean, I, that's fine. Uh, you know, teach their own, uh, for, as far as watching TV goes, you know, it depends on the quality of show essentially. Cause True. if you're watching something you know, like a sitcom, uh, you don't necessarily have to see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the nice part about that. You know, if you're, you know, if you're going to be you know, listening to like, you know, the, the daily show or something like that, you know, you really don't have to watch the daily show. You can just listen to it. Granted when they show a new segment or they show like a thumbnail bit that, yeah, that's funny. And you, you know, over. if you have it there, yeah. you can quick look. Over. Oh yeah. haha. You know, they, they put up a photo of that person. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's to- to- totally true. But I fully um, expect people to have us in the background and not fully fit, p- focus on you us. Solely. Fucking better pay attention to every single word. I bleed for these words. You're going to listen to them. And critique us then afterwards. No, no critiques. No, no critiques. Just accept our word as gospel. Anyway, speaking of the gospel, (laughs) I uh, didn't think I was going to get to see this today. Um, I wasn't even planning on seeing this today. Um, But I, I, I get to work half days on Friday and so I was sitting there about 10 a.m., done with all my stuff for the week. And I was like, oh, yeah, today Dune came out. Uh, the movie Dune came out. And um, so uh, so I was like, oh, dang, I should go see that. I, like, I've got, like, all afternoon. So I ran out and... Um, and got tickets, and I saw the movie Dune. Um, so Dune, just for those of you that may not know about this, um, even though I think that's probably painfully few, I'll still explain some stuff. So Dune is um, was originally a science fiction book by uh, a man named Frank Herbert. It was first published in 1965. Um, so this book is, you know... It's up there with uh, Isaac Asimov stuff as basically being like Frank Herbert and Isaac Asimov are basically the godfathers of modern science fiction. Um, Like a lot, like they had a lot of great ideas and they kind of brought science fiction to the forefront and in a a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, This book, uh, Dune, I never read it, but my connection to it is uh, a little bit different. My mom and my uncle both 
loved this book and they read the sequels and prequels and stuff. Not all of them, but, but a lot of them. And there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, and what, and this, this story is kind of special to me because I was too young to read it and, and care about it. But I remember that whenever we'd go over to my grandma's house and my mom and my uncle kind of after, um, like a couple times after dinner and a lot of the conversation, like they would worm their way around to, huh, no, no pun intended. Space worm? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> they, they, would, too. they would worm their way around to um, talk about Dune sometimes. And they'd be like, and then this happened. And like, that was cool. And like, what do you think about that? And what do you think that meant? And I just remember like kind of listening to them talk about it almost like a podcast, honestly. And they would just be like so animated and just explaining it. What just sounded so cool. I tried to read it once or twice when I was like in middle or early high school. And it was just, it, it just didn't grab me. And I kind of already knew the story cause I'd heard them talk about it. So, so to see this movie now, I've been waiting for this movie for a while. I think this movie was planned to come out. Um, last year, but COVID, uh, pushed it out. And so it's just now come out. Um, yeah, like, um, I'm not really sure how many liberties they took with the story. It does sound, it does seem a little different from what I remember hearing about, but also it does seem, uh, like a lot of the things are, are the same or maybe simplified. Um, so kind of just to go through this, this, this summary uh, the, of like a really kind of spoiler-free summary is that um, it starts out with, um, it starts out on the planet Arrakis, which is where like the, like, which is where the um, spice is produced and spice is, is the, uh, only thing that allows for interstellar travel and it's only pro- it's crude oil. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like their version of crude oil. And it's funny too, because it, because like a lot of the stuff on, on the planet that produces it, Arrakis is like Arabic in nature. So I guess Frank Herbert wasn't really going to go very far to uh, change his, his metaphors around. Um, but it starts out on, on Arrakis and uh, the the people who run the spice fields are called the Harkonnens, and they are leaving. Um, and it goes on a little bit, but still early on, it shows you that this other fiefdom uh, called House Atreides, that the emperor has taken away control of Arrakis from the Harkonnens and has given it over to House Atreides. Um, and, and from there, but like, that's basically the, the, the inception of the movie and from there, everything starts to happen. Um, this movie is really good. Like I, I was expecting it to be pretty good, but about halfway through and even earlier than that, I was kind of like, this movie's kind of good. Um, this movie has tons of world building. Um, that's 
it's like mostly world building. Like they are showing you like how stuff works. They're telling you, they're giving you lots of rules. Um, and they do a pretty good job of following those rules. Um, so they do a lot of world building, but they still manage to have enough words to, to be able to string together a story. And it's pretty good one at that. Um, the, the visuals are really great. Like all the, like all the characters look, look different and they all act different. Um, there is one character that is supposed to be, Oh, like kind of grotesquely overweight. And they mostly put him in a good prosthetic, but one of the earlier scenes that you see him, he's in a, they've CG'd it and it, it looks, it, it just looks like CG. It just looks a little bit too okay, much. That's unfortunate like that. So, but that's like the first time you see him. So you're like, okay. And then the next, uh, then every other time you see him, he's in a prosthetic and it looks a lot better. So they kind of, I guess they play their cards well, as far as that goes. Um, this movie, I was afraid that it would be pretty good, but ultimately be very, uh, very, uh, very pretentious. Um, because it really runs a high risk of, of being that because Dune is like, I mean, the name Dune is, you know, it's royalty within sci-fi and there's been other attempts at it and they have not done well. I think that the sci-fi movie that they had decades ago. Sci-fi did a mini series uh, and that was, um, I actually, or so have you, I'm sorry, did you actually watch the original? Because you said you, your parent, you know, your, your family was into it, but you, like, did you ever actually watch the first uh, Dune? Um, I think that I may have seen parts of it a couple times, but um, I never sat down and watched it all the way through. By the time I was old enough to kind of go look for it, eh, I was like, eh, this is... Uh, the first one is amazing. It really is. I mean, you had... Um, uh, you All right, so you had Patrick Stewart, you had Sting, and you had... Uh, what's his name? Um uh Kyle McClellan McClen McClen I think uh he's the guy from uh you'll mostly know him for uh Twin Peaks uh he's Twin Peaks and he's also like um he plays uh, a bunch of other stuff but yeah. um uh it's it's like what I know him for is uh Twin Peaks and he's also the captain in How I Met Your Mother like the side <laughs> character oh yeah um so that's it's him uh and yeah, he's the he's actually the main character. I didn't. It's funny because I didn't realize it was him until after Twin Peaks and like a, a bit later. And I came back around like, oh man, that's him. Uh, but yeah, you know, fucking Patrick Stewart and Sting are both in the original, and that that whole bit was uh, it was great because. Uh, so the book is. I tried doing the book once. It's really hard uh, if you really like politics. It's, it's very totally political. Your <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't do it because I was in high school. I'm like, no way, man, this is boring as crap. But on the other hand, uh, the movie is great. And in high school, I did a sociology class and our teacher would show that he showed that to every uh, during every class or every uh, year uh, because he would do. uh, It's a good dynamic of, uh, you know, the social structure of different classes and such. So as a sociology class, that was like he was like, yeah, this is a prime example. Uh, 
And if you, the original one was awesome. In 2000, I think it was, is when Sci-Fi Channel did their yeah, miniseries. And they did not only uh, Dune, but they did Children of Dune. Uh, so they actually, I didn't know did that. both of those. Yeah, it's... Um, Wait, they did uh, them in separate act- miniseries or they combined it all into one? Uh, two separate. I know that it's two separate. Okay. Um, and I thought there were only a couple episodes each. Uh, I'd have to take a double check that, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. Uh, but they did a really good job. Um, and I, I thought it was, it was, it was for the time they did enough updates and it was good. It was, you know, it's not groundbreaking, but it was also a solid, just, you know, sci-fi channel was doing fun stuff at that time. Uh, they did their reimagining of like Alice in Wonderland, calling it Tin Man, uh, stuff like that. Uh, they were going place. They were trying to make film yeah. uh, before they made Sharknado. yeah yeah like i remember seeing that one whenever it came out and i mean i was um you know 11 or 12 or whatever and i thought that was good whenever i saw it like i i was like oh this is really cool i think that was that was a good format because it allowed a lot of the intrigue to play out i don't know if there's enough if there's enough uh there's enough good story there to literally make it um make it like a two season show, but I think it could be like a, like an eight episode Netflix thing. I mean, they didn't go that way with it, but I think it could work as something like that. As, as far as the movie goes though, the, the political intrigue is very good. Like they, they do a good job of weaving it in and also weaving in a lot of the cool sci-fi and cool fights. And, um, some interesting like spirituality philosophy type stuff, um, that kind of lends a, it, it definitely lends it a good air of, of fantasy. Um, like just like, I think, I think science fiction is best when it's like, you know, 90% science and 10% fiction and that, or basically 90% science and 10% fantasy, where it's like, okay, there's a little bit more here than just like uh, ones and zeros and things, you know, working mathematically. Um, I, I like that element of of good sci-fi. Um, not that it can't be that way, but that's why I prefer it. Um, uh, the to answer your question, yeah, the miniseries was uh, three episodes each uh, for uh, Dune and Children of Dune. Uh, and so each one, uh, the you know, Dune 2000 was uh, about four and a half hours uh, long, and so was the uh, Children of Dune. So okay, yeah, and see, this movie was two hours and thirty four minutes. So I, I and it, I, whenever I saw that, whenever I was going to see it, I was like, dang, that's kind of long. But 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 whenever I I got in there, it it moved pretty quickly. Um, I, was I mean, like, the original one was two hours, uh, over two hours long, and that was really weird for a mid '80s uh, action or a mid mid '80s movie because '80s it was like everything was almost a tight ninety. Yeah. See, this though, this movie is part one, so there's going to be a part two that's going to come out. I think exactly a year from now, um, and uh, so if it if it's the same runtime, which it might even be a little bit longer, um, that's the way I would do it anyway. Uh, but if it's the same runtime, then it's going to be a total of five hours and that will be more time than the miniseries, at least the first miniseries 
uh, took to tell it. Um, so, I'm curious if they're going to run run elements of Children of Dune into it, you know, and just yeah, you know, or if they just strictly go on straight straight off the you know. Once again, don't know the source material as far as the book goes because I just could never finish it. So yeah, like I wouldn't know, and I mean I wouldn't read it now, but I would. I thought about listening to an audiobook for it, but I think I'd rather just experience this um, at least um, first off. First. Yeah, as, always as, watch as, the movie first, read the book afterwards. As, as a movie, um, I don't. I mean, that's probably the better way to do it, just so you enjoy both. Because um, if you read the book first, a lot of times you're like, "Nah, this movie fucking sucks." Um, but I, I think they're like, I don't want to spoil myself for, for the movie like the next time. So I think after the next one comes out, I'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, Dune." Now I might you know listen to the audio book. Um, that's so that 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 might be the way I go with it. But as far as like the acting goes, like they, like I said earlier, they do a good job of not being too, uh, too pretentious. Um, it's almost there, but it's, but it, they just, they're, they're shy of it. And then like the acting is, is passable. They're not really being asked to do anything particularly special. Um, I forget her name, but the mom in this, she's about to come on screen. Screen uh, Weaver? No. That's oh, no, cool. no, that was in the other one. My bad. It's this lady. Uh, I, I forget her name, but, but, um, she does some crying that, that is, is good. Um, I, I can't, I can't tell if, if they're like, you know, fake tears or whatever, but, um, but, but she probably has, has some of the hardest acting to do in it. But besides that, it's, they're not asking them to do too much special, but they still deliver pretty well. Um, they do a really good job of making this boring desert seem very interesting. Uh, they break it up by showing you different parts of the desert, the city inside their buildings, and then other, uh, other places in the galaxy, other planets, other things that are going on. So they do a really good job of, of kind of making a boring landscape very interesting. Um, the last thing I'd probably say is that um, the first half is great. The first half is like, like, whoa, this is really, really great. Um, and then a thing happens, and then that kind of marks like the last, you know, hour or so of the movie beginning. Um, and at that point, it's still good, but um, it becomes a little bit different. And I'm kind of like, and it's just like, oh, it's still good, but it just, it, it falls off a little bit. Um, and I think that that kind of makes sense because like they're doing the best they can, but it doesn't, but, but it still feels like the movie is ending in the middle of the story. Um, they give it an ending, but it, it does feel like, you know, it just, it's sort of unsatisfying, which I guess is, is the way you want it for a movie that's going to have a part two. Um, it's just a little, a little bit awkward, I would say, but otherwise I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a really great movie. Actually. I hate to break it to you, but, um, as of yesterday, I'm reading this article real quick and it says, uh, Warner brothers has yet to green light Dune part two. Oh, wow. Um, I thought it was already made. Yeah. No, it says, uh, you know, they're saying, uh, uh, it is odd for the studio uh, and the director uh, 
Dennis uh, Villanueva or something. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, not from. Um, uh, to include part one in the title of the first one and not yet have confirmed. Like you know, so that's um, yeah. Here's wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. That's fucking insane. Like, I mean, what the f- this WB is the is the studio i think yeah so, so uh man. it also states real quick that um uh what happened uh they're saying you know when when will the release date be and it goes uh just re- just blazing through this real quick he goes um and just it's just like fans will need to wait until uh 2023 uh, or even later for the sequel wow that's crazy that's insane. Yeah, that's really weird, especially nowadays and age where, I mean, unless if it just costs so much because of the, how COVID worked out uh, and it's just really hard for to gather people for filming, uh, uh, that it's, it's a logistical nightmare. I can see them not wanting to commit and making a series. Well, and then... no, no, that's no, no. Peter Jackson figured this out like during a non-COVID time. This was move. This movie was ready before COVID. Like this movie was ready to come out during COVID, and the reason it didn't is because COVID shut the theaters down. Like, I just yeah, but they, that would have that would have stopped sequel the sequel production. No, you make this movie. I I thought that they were doing what makes sense and just make it all to get you make the whole fucking thing. You're already out there. You're already everyone's already in costume. Everyone's alive. Anybody that's older is not going to die. You have everything ready. Just film five hours of the movie and then yeah, cut it in half. I can't imagine. I can't imagine how exp- that's a huge gamble for Dune. I mean, Dune has a dedicated fan base and I'm one of them. But at the same time, I'm not going to see this in theaters. Um, more than likely not. But I'd so, well, partially because I just don't get it. I'm not going to have a chance to get out. I'd have to find babysitter or whatnot, or be like, "Hey, hon, yeah, I'm gonna watch. It. I'm gonna have a fun time by myself, and you get to stay home. That's not right. Uh, plus, look, she'd, she'd want to watch it. Look, so it's uh, yeah, I'll wait for it to come to like you know HBO or something like that. And then don't it. make it. Like if you like, you can't end this movie where it end. You can't end this story you where. So you're it saying ended. don't don't make don't try to make a, a film, make a profit off of it just to get funding for a sequel. If you can't make, if you can't just make a billion dollars, uh, or ha- have that locked in key. And if then you're gonna go all once, go all the way. Like it's it like that's not how the world works, man. That's WB how, just fucking it. sucks. They just like <laughs> they just fucking suck. Like this is ridiculous. This is so fucking stupid. I mean. Like if you, if you're a, like, if you're a suit and someone's like, Hey, we can make Dune and it's going to be cool and it's going to be good. And you're like, yeah, make half of it. Yeah. That's smart. Well, it's like, well, we don't really know. Well, well, wait, so why don't we just make all the, well, we don't really know if we're going to be able to afford it. Then fucking don't do it. Do something else. Don't like this kind of stuff just makes people mad. Like it's making me furious because it's so stupid because I like this. I enjoyed it. I want more of it. I want you to finish what you started because it just makes sense. 
And you're then telling me that it's it with your wallet. That's it. You huh? know, that's that's how the what'll prove it's whether or not, okay. not it's worth it it's is okay. if people want to watch it, they'll they'll be, they'll back it up that way. It's not okay. We've we've proved that this doesn't work. We've proved that like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go with a big epic. We've also proved that doing the Peter Jackson way doesn't work. It does, uh, it did. It was a massive success. That's why they made totally unnecessary Hobbit movies. And which also didn't do great. Uh, I mean, it did great with a certain demographic, but as a whole, it's looked down as as a poor uh, extension. Are you telling me the Lord of the Rings lost money? No, but neither. Like the thing is, most movies, most movies uh, will be able to at least break even. Uh, That's and that's the thing is there when you're doing something like Dune, you know, unless if you're going to be, you know, if the world was going to be, you know, they had to actually, if they didn't have to postpone it, you know, the original film release and if the world was running smoothly, they could have easily probably rolled into the next filming. No problem. Maybe, yeah. But, Maybe you know, the but plan. the thing is the moment, the moment starts, start, stuff starts going South, you're going to have to then make all these contingency plans. And you're like, no guys, I, I know this, d- this disease is happening, but we're staying here and we're all going to be together and let's just continue filming. I, I don't they think that's the timeline anyways. I, I don't think that's the timeline. I think that, if this movie was going to come out in October of last year, then it was, it was ready. Like it it was ready a long time before that. I I don't think that they were, I I think that they didn't, they didn't plan to do it. Like they didn't plan to do part two. If they had been planning to do part two, then they would have just rolled into it. I just like, I, I just don't know how you split this up. I don't know how you split oh. this into two. Well, um, it's because you have you kind of have to because it's such a there's so much content in there. I mean, granted, you can like I said the original the original movie was good, but a lot of people are you're expecting more. Uh, you expect more because if you're just going to do just the same, then why bother making it to begin with? Yeah. Uh, so I agree that you know you would you would want the full experience. Like problem is, go ahead. Go on. <laughs> no, you first. All right, so. When you do something like this, you got to make sure uh, it has to have the you know backing. But the problem is, it, it's not a solid franchise at, when you compare it to something like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings has such a universal following uh, that everyone, you know, lots of cultures for for such a long time, uh, it's a it's a easily accessible material compared to a lot of other things. Dune, once again, uh, it's. It is more of a cult hit. It, it is a has a strong fan base with those who like it. It's like saying comparing Star Trek to Babylon Five. Babylon Five was excellent and it was awesome. Most people don't even remember what it was, uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it had a it had a very good. Those who liked it at the time really liked it. Uh, I think they had a really good ship design, really good uh, concepts, a lot of stuff. But it was essentially a different, a better version of Deep Space Nine. Uh, but unfortunately, it. it he didn't have any of the other backings and never made anything else after it. And it'll never come to light again, in my opinion. Um, so when it comes to something like Dune, it's a, it's a very, you know, well-known franchise, very, something very popular. Um, but at the same time, it is not as mainstream. People just know the name. They don't actually know the content. Uh, they don't remember anything else. They just like, Oh yeah, that's the movie. Uh, Sting blue eyes, right? Yeah. That one, you know? So like when you make a movie, the hard part, is getting everything together in the same place at the same time. Like once you've done that, 
It's just a matter of an extra day here, an extra day there. I mean, yeah, it costs more money. But as far as like saving money in the long run, it's better to just have everything done at the same time. I just, it blows my mind. Like I'm just... That's what you are oversimplifying, my friend. I feel that that is that is the ideal situation. Yes, and it is. You know, if you have no. uh, if you have someone who can bankroll the entire thing, great. Most people will never have that. Like, don't have that ability, uh, and that's why a lot of movies also do the one off, and then they'll roll into this the the two and three uh, com- combination I... film because they've made the money and now they also have a proof of concept. Now they can afford to get the uh, and they ha- have people back them up. To I one hundred percent agree with you on things that don't have a fully finished story, and that is the way that they used to do it. But like like this is not a mar this is not Marvel Phase Four. This is not like. 10 movies stretched across, you know, five years with like all kinds of different things and all kinds of different schedules and bring people in and, and out and all the, and mobilizing for new movies here and there. This is one story. This is one story, two movies, five hours, at least get, I mean, and maybe they did film more uh, to kind of get ready for the, for a part two for things that they thought were easy or whatever. But to, to me, I'm just like, I cannot, I can't be convinced. Like, I can't be convinced otherwise. You are out there. You're in the fucking desert. You got the actors here. Like, it, it, if you didn't plan to do that, to like make five hours of this story in the first place, you fucked up. I'm, I just like, just don't do it. Like, I don't want oh. this. Like, so I don't want vision. this. You have a dream and you're going to want to try to make this story happen. And you're saying essentially, uh, they they'll say, well, we we can do up to us. We can only give you a, this much of a budget. This is as much as you can go with. Uh, but if you if you you know you, if you succeed, we'll we'll give you funding for the rest of it, or you can choose not to do it at all. Yeah, then don't uh, do it so at all. Gonna, That's it, my vote. I, 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 no, I think that I think the fact is, if you have a if you have a good team, if you have a good vision, you can make it work. Now. Granted, yes, accidents happen, people die, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You'll find a way around that. That just happens. That'll work out. Um, you know, it's like even like unless if it's your main unless it's your main star, then you know you might be screwed. But that's beside yeah. the point. I mean, uh, their budget for this film uh, was 165 million. Uh, you know, so you know that's not nothing. Uh, but also at the same time, that isn't as much as other things can get. So it's one of those things that, you know, they have big names attached to this. They have, uh, Hans Zimmer doing the, you know, the music, uh, you know, it's, they're making an attempt, you know, you kind of have to do it. You kind of have to use what you got. Um, now as a fan, yes, of course I can totally see it. Yeah. Just totally just make it all in one go, but it's not the way the thing works. It's like, um, that's how a lot of things work. Like, well, this will make more sense to do it. Well, it's not that simple. I mean, it's like, well, you should just buy the house cash so you don't have to pay the bank any interest, you know, just save that money. You know, like that's not the most efficient way. I totally disagree with that. I think that like, I, I think that Peter Jackson was right when he was like, 
we either do this all at once or not at all because it had been. I don't think it's who was his backer. How much money did he get? That's the thing. Because it had been tried. Jackson by himself. I made these horror movies. Now you're going to give me this. I I don't think I think you're giving way too much credit because it had been tried before. Like it had been tried. They tried to make a a fucking cartoon out of Lord of the Rings, jam it into an hour and a half. And it just sucked. Like, it actually was really successful. It actually is it's actually well regarded. I hated it, but I, I personally But it didn't really tell the story. It, it just jammed a bunch of stuff together. It's not it doesn't give it the room to breathe. Like it, you know, like like six hours of Star Wars movies, I I, I get it. Those are those are three full fledged movies and they're already kind of committed for for that. It's like, yeah, you 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 mobilize up make the movie you mobilize down and then you kind of do it again and again. That, that makes sense. Cause it's, a little, it's too much movie to film all at once. Um, I guess they thought, but like for this, I, I just, how much more do you think it would have cost to go ahead and make that, that second movie at the same time? Cause I don't think it would double it. I don't think it would, it would double the budget. I think it would probably cost between 200 and 250 million to get it all done at once. That's, that's my guess. I honestly think it'll probably more than double the budget because of the fact that you're talking, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. This coming from you. And this is why you're so successful. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like (laughs) it's, it, it, it's so expensive just to get stuff there. But once it's there, you're working with economies of scale. It's like, well, what's another day? Well, it's, you know, everybody has a base price, like a day one price to get in the door. And that's like, but once you're day two, day 20, day a hundred, that it's very little, yeah, it's very things, little bit more. Things never, things always stay at the same accrued interest and things never increase up, it's, you know, it's out over time. It's like buying uh, bulk. It's, it's, I mean, the actors, yeah, the actors probably be like, well, day for day, it's going to be this. But a lot of that crew, a lot of like, it's like, day for day for this contracted amount. If you, then if you, age them from a different contract, then you're paying it at a different scale. You're not paying at the same scale. But like, uh, you, they, they're not hourly people. You've you know. got, you're t- like, you're telling me that paying to have a work truck out in the desert for an extra day costs the same as bringing that damn work truck from the city out to the desert again, three years later. Like, that's what Yours? I'm talking about. It's yeah, it, but no, you're talking about one day. Like you're thinking, you're saying it's like if you, if you're talking about economy of scale, then you're also talking about the fact that having some certain things rented out for a longer period of time, how that's going to, you know, it's like things won't just magically stay the same when you rent things out longer too. There's also the, depending on the supply and demand for it, uh, then they ramp up it, having it, your shit stored, for no. example, at a container yard. Uh, it's like, yes, for the first couple of days, you know, afterwards, they stay at a certain price. Guess what? That shit ramps up. You know, it's like not like, oh, it's just going to stay just a little bit extra for the extra time. It, no, dude, it's price, still not going to it's still not going to beat starting up mobilization again. It's just not it's like doing all of the startup again is it's not it, it, it doesn't cost as much to just stay out there as to start over and these actors and where are you getting that starting capital once again it's like just magically money's just going to fall out of the sky you have to get people to be willing to back you either you believe in the project or you don't like you don't like you either believe that you're gonna that it's gonna go all the way 
the way you're talking, the world doesn't work that way. It's just, you know, it's, there's no such – because if well, everyone did a full project all at once, then therefore the highway would – that new road construction would just be done all at once. They wouldn't start a little bit and then take four years to finally make their way all the way to the end. No, it's, it should be – you know, it just knock out the entire road right now all at once. I mean – it's a totally different thing. It, it's totally different. It's, but you're making it sound the you're making it the same argument though. It's literally the same concept of you should just do it all at once. No, dude, it doesn't. You know, like everyone should just have the money and just make it all happen. I, I mean, you can't. I, just I'm not pull the asking money out. for like. I'm not asking for Dune, hundred couple, you know, hundred million and like plus Children more. of Dune and House of Atreides and all the prequels be done all at once. I'm talking about one story. That is going to be five hours, probably maybe five and a half or so. It's been done before. It's been shown to work before. Like another way that the real world works is that if you don't Wait make on me, Captain, if you don't make this second part, then Nick is pissed. Oh, okay. Then Nick is fucking mad, and I'm not the only one. And I'm gonna be mad at WB for not finishing that thing that I want. And then the next time that there's a movie that WB is going to put out that I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to see that. And I'm like, wait, who's it by? Oh, the people that don't finish things. Fuck this. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to go see it. Like, I'm not going to pay to see it. Like, I, yes, because once again, it's, 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 it's a one, it's a, you know, as a simple as WB just handing out the extra cash. Um, you know, it's just as simple then don't as don't do it. You know, then, then don't start. Like I, I, if you're not like, if you're not going to give it a decent ending, if you're not going to finish out a simple achievable story, then don't do it. It's like, I mean, they you're fucking, saying this was simple and achievable. I mean, it's achievable. You watched it. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see this yet. So you're saying it, you know, because you're saying that this, all this, everything that was, it was, it wasn't that, you know, it was anyone could have done it. Not anybody. I mean, it's going to take a big studio and it's going to, and it takes a chance but you got to do it. You got to like you. The, there's so much goodwill that they're going to lose from this. I mean, another only thing if they that, don't only if they don't fulfill it in the end. But if, if they fulfill it in the end, if, even after a couple of years, it doesn't matter. So long if as they if they fulfill they it, it in the end, I will not admit I'm wrong because I'm still right. But it actually just proves that I'm more right, especially if they're successful. But like I know that's that's not how that works either that's it is it fucking works. is like just, it because, just is. because the sequel is successful after they take some time apart you oh, should have done right, it, all together. it all at once they would have no you give them some time they guess what they could learn from their mistakes after with some breathing to him you know you've never you've never done a project and then waited and did a did a similar project and learned from your first mistakes instead of trying to do multiple things at once all back to back these people know how to make movies this movie was good this movie was good. I don't even know who the director was. Um, Dennis, whatever. Uh, I'm not familiar with his name at all. This uh, this was a good movie. It was, and it's oh, got. He did, he did the he did the second Blade Runner, and he did Arrival. I didn't actually see the second Blade Runner because I was overseas and I just I never got around to it. But the Arrival was was really good. I like that. Yeah, Arrival wasn't what I what I wanted it to be, but it was. So therefore, uh, was okay. you, right, what was your thoughts on Blade Runner? Did you like it or not? The second one. I assumed you saw that one. It was, it was long and it was fine. It, it, it was. So this is the director. All right. So you now have the this money. This was a good movie. The, this, direct, this director comes to you being like, or the, is being, is being pitched to make this movie. 
Uh, are you going to trust him with all your money after you just said the last two movies I just said that were pretty successful as far as, you know, making money, but they're like, you know, they weren't gangbusters. Like they didn't break world records, but they did really solid. Um, Maybe not, but I wouldn't trust him with half of it either. I'd be like, no, fuck off. If, if I really didn't trust him. I mean, the thing about this movie is that it is so, it's so visually like correct. And that is, that is what like, that's what Blade Runner two and the arrival did is like, they really do get that feel down. So he's doing something right with those movies. I don't know if I would have taken a chance with him with, with, with this, but I certainly wouldn't have cut it up. I would have been like, well, you know, if you're going to give it to him, give it all to him. Like, fucking do it. And that's, that's just my argument. Like another, like this brings up something else like that, that WB, that WB, WB made the Harry Potter movies, right? Yeah. So Harry Potter six, the best part of that movie is at the very end, there is an awesome wizard battle in the book. And in the movie, they just fucking skip right over it. I mean, obviously it doesn't have to happen because, because because like the story can find a way around it. Like all the plot points are there, but they just fucking skipped it. And I was like, I was like, as I was watching that movie, I was like, all right, here it comes. Here it comes. This is going to be awesome. Okay. And then it, it, the time came and they just like walked out of the room. They were supposed to have the battle in. And I was like, what the fuck? The movie was great up until that point. They just needed that one battle to put the cherry on top. And like now that movie is like the most forgettable thing to me. I'm just like that movie was fucking garbage the entire way through. I don't remember the battle final battle you're talking about at the end at all because that movie. All right. So the didn't first happen. half of the series in the book the it happened. The series, I just remember the first half of the series uh, was I had not watched. I had not gone through the books. Uh, it was around four. Uh, that I went, I think it was around four. Uh, the fourth movie came out. The last book had just come out, or was about to come out, and so I like binged or power power through all of them. So when I saw the fourth one, I was like, dude, that's a little disappointing. Uh, fifth one, I was like, okay, um, because the fifth one was when they did the uh, battle at the Ministry of Magic at the end, I believe. Yeah. Oop, my bad. Uh, and that was uh, they're using force lightning essentially. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, let's use force lightning. I'm like, okay, that's not in anything. Yeah, it's just so I was really disappointed with that. And then the sixth one, the the fact that the room of requirement, they're like, we're just gonna blow a hole in the side of it uh, with a cannon. Boom, done. That's how they got discovered. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Um, it, I mean, they went more action oriented. So that that whole series was, was for me personally. I started hating it, and then they were like, "Let's milk the last one. Let's film it all and like make it a two parter." I'm like, "No, dude, that's a terrible idea." Uh, and that was hot garbage. They took the longest book, uh, the largest book, made it the shortest movie, and then took this last end of you know the series and just whatever. It's it was. I never finished. I never watched the last the seven. Uh, uh, the the seventh fi- uh, book into film, so the seven and eight never watched it. Yeah, uh, they lost me at six. I mean, like that movie, I I, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it um, up until the end, and then whenever they didn't have the 
the piece de resistance of that story, I was like, well, this fucking sucks. So, I mean, if yeah, it sucked beforehand, just let, just, just let that not to there. me though. Oh. Not to me. I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. And then when they didn't have it, then I was like, well, this fucking sucks. It's like it, it so to me, it was good until they didn't finish out. And now the same studio that did that, which that was years ago, but the same studio is going, well, we're going to make the first one. And well, I mean, I hope that in this day and age where nobody goes to the theater anymore and everyone just watches stuff on TV, that this movie makes enough money to make sense to make another one. Like you're also talking about the same studio who makes DC movies. And most of those are you're most of those are bad uh, compared. Like there's, there's more bad than good. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I mean, really though, go ahead. No, go on. No, I, sorry. I didn't mean to cut up you there. I mean like the, the old, the old, um, you know, uh, dark Knight movies were pretty good and, uh, suicide. Two of them were, two of them were good. Uh, the third the, one. The third one was See, bad. I don't even remember Batman Begins. I everyone says that's so good, and whenever I saw it, I was like, okay. But to me, it was so overshadowed by the by the Dark Knight Returns or whatever that, like, like the Joker one that it's that it, I just I just have no I just have no like desire to go back and watch it. And even when I watched I, the Joker one, uh, now I'm like. This is great when the Joker's on the screen and everything else is kind of, kind of campy. Oh no, it's a, it's not a good film either. I mean, uh, I think is I actually dislike the bat. I I dislike the Batman series as a whole. Uh, the first one is neat because it was a fun event. It was it was fun and it did stuff that uh, Batman didn't usually do. Uh, and they made it they made a good twist. It was a very clean cut because Batman had gone so cartoony. Uh, you know went it made Adam West look good towards the end of the, you know, that those old films. Yeah. Um, and then it actually, I should say it made Adam West look more serious. You mean they were uh, so, they were so campy and goofy that they made Adam West Batman look, look serious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so that was, and so that, so they, and that was where we were during film, uh, as a society, we're like, yeah, guess what? It has to be dark and gritty. Uh, that's, that's how everything had to be. We're going to reboot. Then we're going to reboot something, make it dark and gritty. Uh, that's everything was dark and gritty. It uh, worked games. though. It, it, it worked at the time. At the time that oh, no. it that, was, that's fine. Was good. I don't, I don't blame it for that. Um, and that's what made the Batman begins good. Uh, it made it enjoyable because of that it had hit new comic book stuff that you, you hadn't seen for a while. You know, the whole Raja Ghoul league of shadows that hadn't been done in, uh, the live action stuff before. Cool. Not, I don't have to look at Mr. Freeze anymore. Chill out, you know. So uh, <laughs> that that was such a bad thing. Uh, then Joker uh, did a you know like uh, Heath Ledger did a phenomenal role uh, as that character, but of that all that movie sucked. Uh, there was a lot of there's especially when you look at it in hindsight. There's a lot of flaws to that movie. It does. Uh, it, it does have a lot more flaws. I watched it probably again like two years ago and or maybe a year ago probably two years ago. And I was like, man, this, that's kind of awkward. And this doesn't hold up. You're right. He, he just abandons a room full of uh, party guests. Uh, and you know, just to save a girl. And and I assume they all died. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, Joker probably just murdered them all. Um, so then there's yeah, the, there's the fact things. that the, uh, the third movie, he's just like, you know, he, he breaks his back and he just will powers him what his self to heal. And yeah. He rock, like, he rockies it. 
he, he and then he, then he magically teleports from like halfway around the world uh the very next scene he's like i'm outside of gotham now i crawled out a hole and poof i'm there to the other side of the world and guess what uh there's a huge battle between the uh good guys and bad guys are running at each other here i am flying with my vehicle my, you know my batwing I, I can shoot them all i can just i can i can just end this now now nah, give me a sec guys i'm gonna park my park my plane you guys fight it out murder a bunch of each other have a bunch of good guys die it's okay they're only cops and then uh, i'll come back and i'll fist my fight my way to the front of the line i'm yeah. like yeah i mean same same you're talking about the same wb though who made that suicide squad movie which was horrible the soundtrack the soundtrack was the only thing that was okay about but, it but uh, the new one is is pretty good i mean it's not perfect but it's it's pretty good you know, I haven't got around to seeing that one. Well, um, like it, it's it's good. Like it's it's no less than than decent. You know, you're, okay. you're not going to waste your time by watching that. But like the the Birds of Prey, I I watched about half of that, and I was like, ah, this fucking sucks. It has some it has some interesting moments, but it was just like, yeah, this this sucks. Yeah, I mean. Superman, Batman. Uh, I actually really liked the Batman uh, portrayal in that one, but the rest of the movie sucked. Um, you know, Wonder Woman was okay, just okay. But like uh, the the like Justice League, you know, the 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 um, Snyder cut or whatever, that was pretty good. Um, you're never gonna get me to watch it. I mean, the thing is, after after Batman v Superman, uh, that was, it was I was I was fucking done. I mean, this I didn't get I didn't see Aquaman. Um, I will stick to watching Aquaman DC was okay. Animated. Like Aquaman was uh, okay. It's it's it was silly, but it was okay. I really think you know, like I really think you should if you ever feel like watching a five hour movie altogether or in parts. Um, I think that you should maybe give at least the first part of uh, Justice League the Snyder Cut another try because. When I saw that, I was like, this movie's kind of good. I don't know if everybody hated it. But then I went back and watched some of the shot-for-shot stuff. When I was like, oh, they did a lot. They did a lot to this movie to make it watchable. See, I don't know. I think I'll just watch. If I want to suffer through something like that again, I'll just watch The the Watchmen. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. super cut. <laughs> yeah, The Watchmen. Uh <laughs> Oh gosh! All right. Well, anyways, WB has a long history of making things yeah, like this well, yeah, that we can aren't move that on. great. I, the Matrix two and three, you know, uh, those are filmed back to back. That that worked out so well for them. Uh, so I mean, what has Warner Brothers done that is like a fucking like, you know, walk off home run success? Besides, I guess the Matrix one, which they didn't Mad even Max? know what they had. Didn't they do the? They own Mad Max, at least the gaming rights. I'm okay, sure they, so they uh, probably them. did Fury Road. Yeah, I thought they did. I can't. I might be wrong on that one, but yeah, that was that was an amazing movie too. Um, it's one of my favorites. Man, it's so good. Um, yeah, I I'm I'm furious. I I really I really think it's silly. I hope I hope that that they can make it right. I hope they can that that there's enough interest here to to finish it out because it's it 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 should be finished. I think it's good enough to finish. Anyway, uh, we can move on from that. Um, so we have been playing some games, um, some of them together. Uh, so this week, uh, you and I have been uh, jumping on for some uh, Back for Blood. Yeah, uh, having a good time with that one. Uh, I had this pre-installed. 
uh, on yeah, Game too. Pass, and that was really good. Uh, I've I so for anyone who doesn't know what Back for Blood is, uh, this is uh, a lot of the old uh, creators of um, Left for Dead. Uh, this is done by Turtle Rock Studios, the guys who did um, uh, Evolved. Or is it? It was Evolved, the four v one, and. Uh, so that this is very much like Left 4 Dead. Uh, you got four people, uh, or you, you can pick up the four out of eight, and you go through murdering zombies from point A to point B uh, with objectives in the middle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I have I have listened to a couple other podcasts talk about this. Um, I never played Left 4 Dead, but from what I'm hearing, this game is just Left 4 Dead, but brought into 2021 uh, with all the like gaming conventions that have have changed uh since when did when did left for dead 2 come out 2008 2009 uh, maybe wow. uh, i want let's see i'll take a look at that but no i didn't i played left for dead 1 uh quite a bit i did not on the other hand play left for dead 2 because uh that was still going on pretty strong i believe when i went overseas yeah. and uh i just uh I just didn't have that much time to play with friends. Uh, it was in 08 was when the uh, it shows that when it came out. Um, well, this one's saying 09, so it depends. Steam Source had a, something on 08, and then Wikipedia says 09. So, anyways, around that time frame, uh, initial release November 1709. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, so that was the. I mean, it's a fun game. It's a, it's the the uh, cool concept at the time was. You're playing this game, and the AI uh, acts as the quote-unquote director, and uh, because the first Left 4 Dead was when you finished each level, uh, it had like rolling credits, like a film, and so they had like a title card kind of mm. deal. So it's like you survived Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead, something like that. Uh, so th as you, if you stayed in one spot for too long, or if you tried holding up. Uh, then the game's like, no, we're just going to send out a, a random wave of zombies. So like, the, you get this huge horde that comes after you. And so it really pushes you to roll forward. Mm -hmm. These waves of zombies are going to come after you anyways. But if you stay in one spot too long or if you're trying to clean out a two area or doing too much um, searching, then yeah, it's, they're going to punish you. I kind of noticed that a little bit with this game. Sometimes when we're kind of waiting to, to pull a trigger to uh, basically do an action that's going to call the horde that they will send not a lot, but they'll send one or two zombies. Sometimes they're like a, 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 a big special one, special yeah. zombie uh, that it takes more than one of us to really deal with. Um, but I, I would actually kind of appreciate that probably more. Maybe it's just because we're playing it on recruit, which is the easiest difficulty. Um, but maybe on a higher level, they would send, if we waited too long, they would send more. I don't know. Um, yeah, they're supposed to, it's supposed to be just a little more difficult. Also, they make it so that, uh, you know, friendly fire is enabled once you go into the medium and high difficulty, which is veteran. And I can't remember the last difficulty, uh, how they, what they call that in game. Uh, so they just, it ups it from, I think 35% friendly fire damage to like 65% or something, oh, wow. uh, for the max, uh, and you, uh, so this game, what makes it stand out a little bit more from, uh, the, you know, normal Left 4 Dead is Back 4 Blood lets you have uh, equipment cards uh, or cards that help boost as run as perks. So then you end up, uh, you can, as you're playing through the game, you'll earn currency and you can sometimes find or buy random cards throughout the level. And just by completing objectives or, um, 
you know, like doing tasks, you can get these cards to pad out your deck and then you assemble them into a, a 15 stack. And then you can roll with that deck through the game and they'll t- you'll, you'll take them off the top. So you'll start off with a hand. of You'll always have a hand of five between each level and you can always pick one, uh, one new card so you can give yourself uh, more health, uh, you know, more ammo, better accuracy. But sometimes if you give yourself a, like a lot of ammo, there might be a drawback saying like 50% extra ammo you can carry, but your uh, stamina is uh, 20 per- minus 20%. So that means you can't run as much. Uh, so they, there is some plus and minus cards and the director really changed, you know, the quote unquote director, the, uh, AI changes things up by having their own version of cards to, uh, impede you. So they'll be like, yeah, guess what? Uh, now these zombies are uh, harder to kill or the special zombies now have armor covering over like a certain weak point or something. Yeah. So they really do try to change it up a little bit and it's kind of has that random, uh, roguelite roguelike element to it yeah that 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 kind of stuff is is pretty interesting the card system kind of makes you choose like what you want your strengths to be but then you also have to go like oh but that means i won't have this other thing i'll be weak here or weak there so it's it's really good like we've been able to get a squad of four people together uh every night and that has been really great as far like uh as far as being able to specialize because like I was running assault rifle until recently a serving shotgun and like, uh, and one of our friends was, was like the healer and, and one was like the utility kind of person. Um, so we've all been able to break it up pretty easily. I think that that, that because we are coordinated, it makes recruit, uh, the recruit difficulty that we've been playing on too easy. Um, I've never really felt like we were really that in a bind, you know, except for that one time that we lost on the ship, but that was kind of just because we just kind of got confused. Um, but when I have played with randos, uh, recruit is kind of tough. And I think that's probably what they, they have, um, uh, how they've gauged that, that, that difficulty or the way they've calibrated that difficulty is for playing with randos. Um, because it's like people are just running in all different directions and no one gives a crap what you're running or trying to fill or anything like that. So they probably want to make it a little bit easier, but like, so anyway, um, that leads into one of my complaints and I really feel like we should be able to change difficulties between missions. Like I, I, I mean, I feel like we should be able to change to normal or, or whatever. Um, Instead yeah, of having we just easy. we just finished Act One, and then it boots you back to like the main uh, fort that you're in, and you have to then manually select uh, to go to Act Two. Uh, so from Act Two, you can only pick the difficulty level that you had completed Act One in. So unfortunately, since we did recruit, we're like, okay, let's bump this up to the normal, you know, setting. And yeah, because we we're all like, we, we got this. Yeah, we feel comfortable with it. We know how this game works, and they're like, "No, you can't do that." Unfortunately, like, so we'd like, have to then replay through Act the, One. Like, like, why do you think that is though? Like, what do you think is happening on the back end to make it to where you can't do that? Is there like something with loot or some kind of cheating or? See, I'm not 100 percent sure because the game also is very odd when it comes to um, your. Uh, how you how they end up dishing out some of your uh your cards i know they don't want you so what you do is when you pick your starting you pick a deck 
uh, and you know you can you start your game. They don't want you to uh, switch decks mid match. So uh, what will happen is, so long as you're continuing from your previous save, you'll always have your current deck until you're done with Act One. Then it boots you back, and then you can uh, go to the lobby, which is kind of sad because, like, say you play a couple levels. Uh, so Act One had uh, four chapters in it, and each chapter had a different amount of um, parts to it. So you'd be chapter Act One, Chapter One, but there was four levels. So it'd be uh, uh, one one, you know, level one one two, level one one three, and then same thing. You know, it's like or level uh, Act One, Part Two, Mission One, so stuff like that. And when you're done, so we we did over a course of the week. You know, uh, we'd play you know a couple acts, and then when you get back to you know we're done for the night, go back to the lobby, use your points because you're earning um, supply currency. And that's what helps you. Uh, you have different skill trees, as it were, kind of, you know, cards. You have three different paths to spend your cards, uh, your currency on. And so you find some cards that you want in a row. And you're like, OK, I really like the end of perk of this one. So I'm going to buy this row to get there. And that's what I'm spending all my money on. And yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, luckily, it, luckily, it's all in-game currency. There's nothing like you know, pay-to-win option, which is something I'm I'm pleased to see because I could totally have seen that turn south, being like, yeah, if you want to spend like you know, fifty bucks, you can just get the money you need to buy all the cards right out, you know, out of the gate. Uh, but yeah, so you're slowly earning your new these new cards, and then you can slowly add them into your new deck. Uh, problem is, you uh, they're not letting you utilize that deck like right out the gate. Um, they they will let you after a while, but it's just like you can't do mid mission kind of deal. It's you can't optimize, so you have to. You know, I've restarted the same. It's I've had trouble trying to have multiple save slots. Um, it's not. It's a little finicky, and sometimes it's successful, and sometimes it's not. Uh, and it's also so essentially we've just it, it, just for sake of convenience, every time we want to play with someone else. Um, because we're we're rolling with five people and not everyone can meet up at the same time so we're like okay yeah you left you last we're on mission uh act one mission three part two okay so we'll just start a new game stage select that's that specific map and we'll start from there and then we you get to random you you lose all your uh the weapon that you were carrying oh, and all the upgrades you had purchased perks, yeah. and and all the currency that you had up until that point in uh for the in um there's a supply crate currency for buying cards after the game or in-game uh, money. And the in-game money you can use to the while buying supply crates, new weapons, uh, healing items, support items, stuff like that. So that is the, um, you know, you end up losing all that when you do stage select because you're just going to the random stage. They do at least let you uh, pick the amount of cards you would have gotten up until that point. So if we're, you know, six stages in, you you automatically get to start the game with one card drawn automatically for you and then you pick one card right away at the beginning of stage one so yeah. if you're 10 levels in you you'll actually have 11 cards and so that's what they'll do for you so they'll be like okay I'm, I'm on the 11th stage all right go ahead just draw 11 cards now you have three minutes i think it is and so all your got all you and your friends are drawing your cards, trying to you know uh, which ones you want, and there you go. Uh, the only problem is you just have no money and whatever starter weapons you can find. Yeah. Um, which wasn't a problem for us on recruit. So, but had we plan, you know, had we been not switching around, uh, or had the been more successful, then I could have had uh, one game 
with us and our crew and then another game with my other friends but you know in especially in the beginning i i played those first four levels like i think three or four times yeah yeah so i'm kind of i started burning myself out of those first couple of stages yeah it's like like um that, that that could get grading i played like the first mission like once or twice um and it wasn't too bad but because they're not super long but but they're but it it, it is it's just kind of irritating that you would that you'd have to do that um I think the weapons feel really good. I think it feels really good to shoot in them. I think that that they're responsive. I like that the zombies go down with one hit of pretty much any weapon um, instead of having to like aim and keep shooting them or or whatever. Uh, at, like aim at certain aim at certain body parts and keep shooting them. Um, yeah, they're not crawling on the ground after you or something yeah, like that. They're... Yeah, it's it's like okay, I got that one, and you move on. Um, I I think that the story. It's pretty much just a skin for the game. I mean, it's there's not really a whole lot going on there. It's not like I really know anything about these characters. Maybe I've just missed stuff, but to me, it seems pretty pretty thin. Just like here's a reason to play a zombie game. You know, um, that's that's kind of another, I guess, sort of complaint. I'm not really looking for it for that, but it would be kind of nice to have. Um, so what little story is available is in the, the couple cutscenes, and then at the start of each yeah. new uh, each new level, there there's a bit of dialogue. So you literally have to, you know there's no real acting in it, like the character models. Sometimes the models just don't just aren't there, but you can hear their voices. Like the general, he just starts talking to you, and you turn around, and you're like, he's not in this room with me, but and we're not. It's not like you have headsets on, but he's just speaking out to the ether because I think his model disappeared. Yeah, uh, it was it was just a disembodied voice uh, talking to all of us about what we're, and then I think he had somebody staying there with him too. Um, there was two people and then yeah. they just they like they up and disappeared. And a different level, they did show them walk away and the door opened up and they walked to the back area. But then they started still speaking. You could still hear them speak like they were speaking right next to you. Yeah. Um, so that was you know, and then there is there is supposed to be a story there because he's like he one of the snide comments he made to one of the characters uh, that we were playing is like if you want my you want to gain my trust again you're gonna have to you know prove yourself and I'm like okay what did we do to piss you what did this guy to do to piss you off you know we have no idea um, yeah. th- though some of the strong things I think they do is when you even it indicates that you have friendly fire, even though we're on the rookie or easy difficulty. So it'll still flash and indicate that you've been shot from this direction. And each person that shoots each other, you'll have more or less targeted a uh, dialogue to them. So if the doctor, if the doc shoots you, then they'll make, you know, uh, you know, like something like, geez, doc, you're supposed to be uh, f- patching my holes, not giving them to me. Or like, uh, you know, you love, you love to patch me up so much. You know, you're, you're injured. You're hurting me. Right. So stupid stuff like that i I like that because it is like it's a good way to just keep you kind of trained or to train you for the higher difficulties when that will become a factor um and you're just like okay i oh i uh, now i need to be aware that i'm like shooting people because first of all it's a waste of ammo but more importantly in a higher difficulty it's going to actually really adversely affect your your uh ability to finish the mission um yeah, I, I mean, besides the being able to change the the mode, the uh, difficulty mode, um, in the middle of a campaign. Um, besides that, there's not really too many other quality of life things that that I can think of that I'd want to add. And I mean, overall, it's a it's a pretty solid game. Um, 
This, I, I would probably never play this if it was not on Game Pass or and not severely discounted. I think a lot of the fun of this game is being able to play with your friends. Um, definitely, I mean, it's a it's fine game as it is, um, but it's most it's the most fun with with friends and having it on Game Pass is uh, has been um, a, a lifesaver. I think. Yeah. So playing with um, the other our complaint I would have with if you did want to play this solo, uh, if you play it solo, you cannot gain the supply currency, which is the currency you need to when you're out of the level yeah. uh, to, at the base to buy new cards. You cannot earn it at all. And you can't even at this time anyways, uh, if you start a brand new game, you, you have to beat the first handful of levels, like first four levels. So like uh, act one, uh, chapter one, before you unlock the uh, the you only get four characters in the beginning and then you unlock the additional four yeah uh, playing as a single player you can't unlock the additional four it is not possible so even if you okay so you just have to play with randos uh yes you okay. have to play with you have to play with other people to unlock it but if you played solo not possible uh which is really sad uh it's like you know i guess it stops people from grinding out the currency and buying all the cards but uh also, some people just don't like playing with other people. Uh, for me personally, yeah, I, I also would never play this game unless if I'm playing it with friends. But that's how I am with almost any multiplayer game or online game is if I'm not playing with friends, I'm not playing it at all. Uh, Halo was that way. I mean, uh, Call of Duty, I'd I just, I will never touch that without having uh, uh, friends to play with. Like, my guess is that, I mean, this, this game kind of lives and dies off of multiplayer people playing together. And so I imagine that the reason why they gate keep that is for that reason. They turtle rock probably wants their game uh, to survive, obviously, but they probably think that the, that the only way it can survive is if, is if you can always get a game with other random people. Um, and so they want to encourage that and they don't, it's not like you're talking to people. It's not like you can hear them. Uh, they have a pretty good system for like, uh, uh, for marking stuff. Um, and communicating without without having to like listen to people um so like it's i I, they they've kind of thought of that and have a have a good way for you to play multiplayer without being too annoyed by randos so like i appreciate that and i i I can see it like i would probably have made the same choice because like well we got to keep this game multiplayer rich for as long as possible because without it you know it's probably going to die so I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd do it, but I can at least understand it. I'm personally liking the game. I, I, I'm enjoying my time with it. I like the fact that it's not, uh, you know, it's, I find it challenging enough. I mean, granted, we, it is on the easier side, but we are playing on easy, the yeah. easier difficulty. I think my biggest um, concern if I up, when we up the difficulty is being murdered by some of my, uh, or murdering my uh, fellow teammates because there's a couple times where you have to protect a thing and you're just stuck in a spot while the horde comes at you. And then you're trying to cover, you know, you're covering left and right sides. And all of a sudden, well, being the fact that we're on easy, I'm like, okay, cool. I can have my AA-12 automatic shotgun and literally just uh, spray and pray from right to left and just sweep the entire room at headshot head level. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I overlapped one of my party members. That's fine. 
Uh, yeah like but, but when it comes to the real game like once you up the difficulty i'm like now i'm how have a higher possibility of killing them yeah I, I hope that we can all keep playing this game long enough to finish the first campaign and or finish the campaign and go back and at least play a few missions on normal because i think that that kind of thing we'll have to play a lot more careful there'll probably be more zombies that are more difficult to kill and all the, all that stuff and we'll probably um, have, be, be a lot more excited to play it because it'll be a lot more dangerous. Uh, I, I I would hope so, but I, I'll at least like to play it long enough to see. And if not, then I'll probably just go play with randos on normal and, and probably just get destroyed. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, most definitely willing to jump to normal, uh, even if we have to restart the first act, which is it's actually a pretty it's lengthier than I expected, uh, yeah. considering the fact that the original game, I want to say the original Left for Dead was only like four, four chapters, and they were much shorter. Um, so they were all named after uh, things like um, uh, they're meant to be like movie, like I said, the movies. So one of them was uh, No Mercy because you're ha- you're having to escape and go through Mercy Hospital. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure is what it was. So you're going through the hospital doing that bit. Uh, you know, Dead Air was another chapter name, and that was you trying to get to the airport. Um, you know, Blood Harvest is you're, you're making through your way through the cornfield type deal. Um, so things like that. They had they had the, their own theme, and they had like a movie poster layout. Um, and that was that was fun, and that kind of gave you your own little mini story. It really didn't matter. All all you knew is heard about the radio, or they said something. We got to make it from point A to point B, and that's really it. That was the only story you needed. Um, this one actually seems to have a, a story, but once again, their dialogue is also the audio is kind of off. I think it's proximity based because uh, when they are talking, I'm not necessarily hearing them, or maybe just because my friends are too loud. Yeah, uh, so yeah, you can't make out what they're really talking about, and I'm like, I I want to. If there is a story there, I kind of want to know it because I think it'd be neat. Um, I mean, you know, I've heard all the dialogue. I have it turned down low, but I can still hear it. I can always hear you guys over it, but I can still hear it. And I mean, all I hear is just quips and kind of jabs back and forth and comments about about getting shot, you know, by your fellow teammate. No, I'm saying like the uh, mostly in the beginning when the general or whomever is like telling oh, they, yeah. they they're they're giving you the re- the justification just, more or less why you're making it to the end of that level yeah. or they'd be like you know we we have uh so we, you know uh there's a there's you know zombies coming in from this one area so you need to you needed to put a stop to it there or you know I don't know it's just but because you're with your friends it makes it for a good time yeah uh, and it's it's all about teamwork and communication yeah. Uh, they also, you know, the AI does a good job also putting up, um, you know, they have their own hindrances, but the game also rewards you with challenges so you can earn extra currency. Um, all four, all your party members make it to the end safe or don't set off any alarms. And then you'll get by the end of the level, you get extra currency, stuff like that. So it's, it's a really enjoyable game uh, if you have the people to play with. And I recommend it. Yeah. 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 Me too. It was uh, it's it's been a good experience so far. Um Speaking of other games that I'd recommend, um, I have been playing some more of Metroid Dread. Um, last time I or we had a podcast, I had only t- played about two hours of this. I played quite a bit more now. Um, it is very good. Um, it I was probably higher on it about you know four hours in, and now I'm 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 like six hours in. 
Um, and I'm not I'm not quite as high on it, I guess. Um, so basically, like the the story is um, like the story. It does a good job of, of getting you caught up at the beginning with the with what's been going on in the Metro universe. Um, but it, it does feed it to you in um, in a like the like a single frame kind of kind of a slideshow. It's just like this, like here's a picture and text. Here's a picture and text. And then it finally gets into like the meat of what this game is is happening um and that's when it sort of uh, starts to give you full cut scenes and from there on it's all like full cut scenes but it, it did seem like that early early part it probably should have probably should have had a little bit more since this is first party nintendo it to me it, just about everything should be you know filled out you know trim and finish or fit and finish, and um, I, I would have appreciated that, but it's really not that not, not that big deal. Not that big of a deal after you get into the game. Um, like uh, the story itself, though, is basically you're Samus um, coming from some other adventure, and I don't even remember. It's really not important, but it, you, this you get led to this planet. Um, you land. You fight. You fight a Chozo. Um, you, he whips your ass, and um, for that reason, you lose all your powers. Um, and so, and then you're also far from your, like, you wake up and you're far from your ship. So the game's like, the mission for the game is to get back to your ship. Like, that is what you need to do. Um, you should, and then you should be able to find your powers along the way and use them to blah, 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 uh, to try to get back to your ship. And you're like, okay, so you start out doing that. Um, the controls are, are really good. They're very responsive they, and they have good weight. The game's fast. Um, I've been hearing people complain about the button layout and how complicated it is. Um, I kind of... Are you playing Are you playing on a controller? Or are you playing on uh, the, the Joy-Cons? How are you playing? I am playing with a Switch Pro controller. Okay. So I'm playing in the most ideal form Everyone that I've heard talk about it has been playing that way as well. Um, or everyone I've heard complain about it has been playing that way as well. Um, playing this on like my Switch Lite would probably be a little bit more tricky, but I've got like, but I've got like the, I've got the rubbers on the, on the joysticks and they make playing games a lot of fun. Um, so it probably wouldn't even be that bad. Um, I think the controller layout, like the buttons and stuff, people have been complaining about it, but it's and it does take getting does take some getting used to, especially like when you're first booting up the game for like a session. I have to be like, um, okay, how did this work? Okay, you gotta do this and then this and then fire in order to press missiles or to, in order to shoot missiles um, or in order to use this special move or whatever. So. That can be a little bit frustrating to start, but but once you're in, once you've been playing for about you know five or ten minutes, um, you know it's it, it's fine again. Like to me, it's like okay, now I've got the rhythm again, and I'm I'm going play for an hour and or two hours, and, and it's fine. 
this. Um, I was gonna say something else. Uh, oh yeah. So, though usually whenever I start playing, I usually have to die like once or twice to random stuff, um, and before I get warm and and start to get a hold of the controls again. But to me, that's that's really not not, not that big of a deal. Um, so one of the big things about this game is uh, the Emmys, which stands for something that I forgot, but. They are this, um, basically this, uh, this Puma robot that, um, lives in these certain zones in the, in the level, and they patrol this zone, and when you go in that zone, they will hunt you down. I mean, this is kind of like one of the main like uh, draws I guess or changes about this game is um, is these is these enemies uh, the zones are clearly marked and they, it saves right before you go into them so you are so like because you're probably you're, you have a pretty high likelihood that, 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 that you're gonna die uh, but when you go in these zones you you're now in the enemy zone and they're hunting you you can't you can't shoot them um, or you can't hurt them. You can run from them, and then later on, when you get some items, you can hide from them. Um, but, like, all you can really do early on is run from them. That is, until you get uh, a special limited-use weapon that the game... Once you get it, the game forces you to then go and kill an enemy. It doesn't let you do anything else. All you can do is kill that enemy. Um, and, like, so, like, once you, like, uh, have the weapon, then you can kill the enemy. And it's very much like a, like, here you go, do it. And you just kind of do it over and over again until you, you until you, you succeed. Um, but, like, as, as far as enemies go, it is somewhat annoying, especially after you've had to go through the zone um, a couple times, or if you're trying to, if you miss something, you're trying to go back and you have to go through this zone again. It, it sort of sucks. I think they limit it enough to where it's only slightly annoying. It's, it's, it's interesting, and then it's only slightly annoying whenever, whenever it, it kind of overstays its welcome. But besides that, like, I, I think it's a pretty good idea. I, I, I don't think I would really change much about it. I don't know if you really even could. Um, I've gotten lost, well, rather, I've, uh, gotten stuck twice. Once was, once was early on, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't find out, like, where to go, um, next. And, uh, but for both of these times, I ended up looking up a hint for what to do. The first time I just looked up a video and found that spot, and I was like, okay, just shoot this wallet. I was like, I just felt so stupid, because I was like, why didn't I just go run around and and shoot this wall out for the next one it was trying to lead me it led me around and then it was trying to lead the game was trying to lead me back to an earlier place that I had been and I didn't get that and so I just kept running around this kind of loop sort of over and over is again this, 
It's just, I forget, is this your first Metroid game that you've gotten a real chance to play? Yeah, yeah, I should have started with that. Yeah, this is the first Metroid game I've really ever put serious time in. I put, I've played, uh, like, Super Metroid back in the day for, like, probably a little bit over at a friend's house, but, but nothing more than just a little bit. And then how many other, um... Uh, Metroid-style games have you played, or the Metroidvania-style? Like, did you play Symphony of the Night, or did you play, um, no. you know, like, a Hollow Knight or any of those games? I, you know, did play, I did play a little bit of Hollow Knight, but but um, but I I bounced off of it. I played, like, four or five hours of it, and I think I just I, I just went on to something else that I thought that was, that to grab my attention a little, little bit more. I've always wanted to play more Hollow Knight. I hear it's great. Um... I don't have any against it. It was it, it was a competent a game, but I just personally was not a fan of the art style, the aesthetic, and because of that, it just it couldn't keep me. Uh, I'm a big fan of this style of game, uh, you know, the Metroidvania. I really like, you know, I played Symphony of Night. Uh, I've beaten that. I own that on a number of things and beat it on a number of things. Uh, ended up uh, Guacamelee. Uh, I love that game a little more. Oh, than I, I did play a lot of. I did play a lot of that though. Yeah. Uh, then there's you know uh, I did a lot of. Uh, I I played almost all the all, all the side-scrolling Metroids. Uh, the original uh, Return of Samus on the original GBA or Game Boy. It's just black and white Game Boy. Uh, then I played you know Zero Mission stuff like that. Uh, Fusion. Uh, so those are the ones that came out in the advance, and. Uh, yeah, so I mean, this like they're good games. I mean, I'm I'm curious about it because uh, I mean I know Mercury Steam. Uh, they're the ones who ended up making this. Uh, so they made uh, the Castlevania games, the the actual like 3D ones for the 360, um, Lords of Shadows. Oh, oh yeah. Um, uh, and then, they, but they were also in charge of the most recent. Um, the uh, Samus Returns uh, remake that happened a few years back. So yeah. it makes sense that they, they would make this um, and or why Nintendo would have chosen them. Uh, no, uh, one of the best games of this genre would have been, uh, in my opinion, is um, Shadow Complex, which was an early Xbox Live Arcade game. Right. Um, Epic, uh, I think, owns, you know, owns that one. Uh, is based off of Orson Scott Card's uh, yeah. Uh, franchise so I mean it's that game was, it was really good had Nolan North before everyone knew who he was as a voice actor um, so no this game looks really well done for everything I've heard I've heard that it's it's a good game uh, you, you are right though having an opening cinematic to you know a very popular franchise be like a still image is really weird um, yeah it, it's it's just a couple still images and it, it seems I mean, I kind of knew what this game was going into it, so I wasn't really afraid. But if I didn't, now it has been kind of like, uh, this just seems kind of cheap. Got to, got to be honest, you know. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, it's from everything I've heard, it's it's better than most people would have expected, especially from, uh, you know, not being the prime series that they've been touting for the longest time. This kind of came, you know, but this game has also been under development since the GBA. Rumor has it. I, oh, I wow. thought they were, they had one form over another. Yeah. So, you know, like that's. You know, uh, I don't know, this, it is, looks really good. Uh, I kind of want to give it a shot still, but I don't still have enough time. I've heard different counts of how long it takes. You know, the average time I've been hearing is, you know, anywhere from nine to 10 hours, depending on how much stuff you're going to complete so, yeah, as, as early as like eight and a half. So I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. 
Um, and I don't know if I'm... My perception of time is just off. Or if... Uh, or, like, what's going on. But Well, most of the people I know that have played it are more familiar with the genre. So, like, certain things or certain... Maybe, um, you know, like, uh, shooting through the wall or uh, the indications being, like, maybe you should go this way. Um, you know, that you didn't quite notice off the bat. They you know, so, are a little, I mean, maybe a little more uh, you know, I, obvious to someone else. Like, as far as, like, getting stuck, I've gotten stuck twice. And I've gotten kind of minorly, like, oh, what am I doing here? A couple more times. But a lot of... But I, I have felt like, for the most part, I've been like, okay, what's... Like, what do I do here? Oh, okay, do this. Okay, what do I do here? I just kind of... Kind of just going through it. Um, I'll just tell you that, like... So I played this game for two hours. I know I played it for two hours. I watched the clock uh, the first time. And then I played it um, a lot more the rest of the weekend. Um, probably what felt like four or five more hours over the, the rest of the weekend. But whenever I backed out of the game and opened it back up again, it only said four hours. And I was like, that's weird. Like, it's, it said four hours played. And I was like... That's that's really weird. I pretty sure I've played this game for at least six hours. I I don't know. I need to look it up. I don't know. I, I don't know how much I really care or how much it matters. But but like it seems to me like the game is keeping track of like the only the times when you like don't die because it because like whenever you die it brings you back to your last save. So I'm kind of wondering if it's only counting, like from save to save. I mean, I like I. It just, I can see that. It just feels weird to me because I'm like I'm. I know I've played this game for probably like, you know, ten hours, and I still have a little ways to go. And people are saying, well, it takes between eight and ten hours to beat. And I'm, I'm kind of like, well, I don't feel like I'm going quite that slow, because it feels like I have at least one more boss and then the final boss to do at, at least that and maybe more so i don't know i, I need to look it up and see how, how it's actually uh counting time or maybe i'm just i'm just off but it it's that that eight hour to finish it, that sounds like a perfect run that sounds like a you know you've played the game once and you know what to do and you're gonna not die a whole lot and you're just gonna speed it I don't know if it's eight. I, I honestly would expect it to be more. I bet you could probably do it in like you know, uh, you know, four hours if it's a perfect run. If you know what you're doing, games like this speed usually yeah. can be done pretty quick. And then there's the speedrunning community behind it. But like the I don't like I said don't know actually about any anything if they're special at the end. But they have a history of having um, uh, if you beat it under two hours, uh, the original couple games that you unlock stuff. Uh, like that's what that was the original metroid is you beat it under like two hours you get the zero suit samus um mm. and that you know so uh, of course now everyone who plays smash has a most uh, has a huge difference of understanding what the zero suit looks like uh but in our brains it never looked like that um so that that's the thing though it's uh they used to have that kind of achievement for that um and that's, that's why a cool. lot of games a lot of metroidvania style games will have uh, you know, once you know what you're doing, uh, you can do you know beat it a whole lot faster with the exclusion of Symphony of the Night, which is still a pretty long game. Uh, but a lot of them also reward you for 
uh, you know, the, you know, playing uh, to completion. Uh, like, you know, if you, uh, depending on what it is. So for me, I, I'm one of those guys who gets a new upgrade, and then I instantly backtrack everywhere I fucking been, uh, and go through everything. Oh, wow. And so it takes me actually way longer than it should, but that's because I, I, I kind of like to be overpowered by the end of the game, and so I like to have like. I, instead of having a lot of games will let you hundred like beat the boss final boss and then you can go back and mop up everything and go, get your hundred percent map completion. This game, I try to do that do that beforehand. This game might annoy you then because um, whenever you get a new thing, uh, it's hard to backtrack. Like that's kind of one of the things that I don't know if I I don't know if I dislike it. I don't know if I like it, but. This game kind of wants you to go where it wants you to go. It doesn't. It doesn't say, "Hey, go here right now," or "Hey, you can only do this right now." But it kind of, it kind of does because it, it will block paths. Once you get to a new area, it'll block you into that area, so you can't go. You can't backtrack. Um, and like trying to go back and do stuff is sort of a fool's errand as far as I've seen like uh, like like my main piece of advice is if you play this game just do what it's just think about what it's trying to tell you to do and just do that so like where I, the second place where I got stuck is I, I went around and came back and what it was trying to tell me to do is hey you made your circle now go back to where you were and use the thing we just gave you to open up some of those things that you saw in there. And I didn't get that. So I spent forever just shooting walls and stuff in the places I'd just been. And finally when I looked up like what to do, I was like, holy shit, this is so dumb. I should have just gone back and done that. It would have saved myself like a ton of time. But, you know, like, that's, I guess that's just, like, like uh, maybe that's just an experience. Um, the probably one of the last things I'll say is difficulty. <laughs> People have been saying this game is is really difficult. I mean, uh, besides getting lost a couple times, I really have not thought this this game is really difficult at all. I die a lot, but like, I think I've probably I think I probably died like four or five times to one of the bosses, maybe, maybe like seven or eight to another one. Um, it, it's once you like, it's just like the bosses are just paint by numbers. It's like you, you learn the pattern, like you come in there, you get, you get your ass kicked and then you go, okay, jump out of that way. Oh, new pattern. Oh, I got, I died. And then it's just rinse and repeat until you know all the patterns and then you barely take a hit at all. Um, so like, yeah, you're going to die. You know quite a few times but it, it's to me it's not hard it's it's just like an old like the way games used to be it's like yeah you died 10 times dude fucking get good I, I just I just don't understand the the all the conversation about it being difficult it, it's it, it's it's fine as it is um, I, I would I would I wouldn't put a difficulty setting in here I think it's it's great, just like like it is. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I think it's a great game. Um, I think probably it's it's probably about an eight. Uh, it, it's um, 
probably one of the better games of the year, but I think it's probably about an eight, maybe a nine, uh, depending on how it how it finishes up. But it's been a lot of fun, and I recommend it. All right. Okay, dude. Well, uh, do you want to take a break real quick? Uh, I'm ready to power through. It's uh, that bit went on for a little longer than I was expecting, so okay. uh, I uh, yeah I'm going to be needing to uh, head out soon. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to have to power That's through fine. this. So we'll just go on straight into the news. Um, there's not much. I got to be honest. I mean, if you have news that you want to talk about, then um, be my guest. But I I was looking at it all the past two weeks and I was just like, well, that's not great. That's Nothing not... exciting that really caught my eye that I really cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll just go through what we have. Um, Elden Ring gets a release date delayed to February and they're doing a network test. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Elden Ring. Um, I've never, I played Demon Souls back when it came out. Um, so you could say I'm a I'm a hipster Souls fan because I played it before it was cool, um, and I played a little bit of of uh, Dark Souls, uh, but uh, this but this is probably going to be I'll probably get this, um, so this will be probably be the first Souls game that I ever really try to make a big run at. Um, anyway, so I'm kind of excited for that, but it's being pushed back a little bit. That's fine because there's some good stuff coming out in January, I think. Yeah, I never got really into the Souls games. It was one of those things that the barrier to entry was too damn high for me uh, because it's I respect it for what it was, but I just don't have the time to get good uh, and to really learn it. Uh, I like the idea. I play other games that are you know challenging, but just I, I'm like, nah, I just I'm not that kind of um, not that kind of masochist. Uh, I just don't like that kind of pain. Uh, yeah, banging your head against the wall is uh, is not fun um, after a while. <laughs> Sorry, I screwed up your your thing. Um, it happens. Oh well. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it, but we'll we'll see. It might even get pushed some more. Getting yeah, games, uh, getting I getting mean, delayed is always a good thing. Yeah, but it's one of the things that it's it's been so sought after that you got to have to do it right because uh, they won't. Re I don't think the fans will necessarily forgive a really big fuck up, you know. Yeah, I mean, like Cyberpunk, man. Like, wow, that's just wow. Yeah, few. Th you have to try to be that bad. Uh, but the thing is, it's just that the Souls fans. I mean, you, you're either you're either like the Demon Souls or the Bloodborne. It's you know they're different enough that people. You know, they're for a casual like me, they're all the same. Uh, but you say that to a fan and they're like, I'll cut your throat. Um, so, yeah, they that they do have a hardcore fan base. And, it, and I mean, if Cyberpunk has taught us anything is that it's very easy to just burn up all that goodwill by just, yep. you know, shitting out a game. Um, but yeah, anyway, so going on. Um, this is something that kind of affects uh, you um, more than me, though. I might I might end up going for this if you ever if you ever decide to cancel your 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 subscription. Uh, so you have to pay more than double for Switch Online if you want in sixty four games. So right now, uh, the Switch Online is twenty five dollars a year, right? 
Yeah, something like that. I went with the family pan, which was like 30, I think, 35 or something. I forget. It was really cheap. Oh, cool. So, yeah, well, that's, that's what I did. I did the family plan, and then I'm just letting my, you know, my friends join in because you can sign up to like six or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised by this. I kind of get that they want, I mean, they want more, and it's really 50 bucks is really not that expensive over the course of a year. Um, but it is kind of a shock for it to double, uh, you know, for 64 and, and Genesis stuff. Um, when you when you first brought the news article, uh, when the first announcement, I th- I remember asking you because I thought it was supposed to be an extra tier, a higher payment thing. Uh, so that's what I thought when they first I thought they mentioned that when they first announced it. But maybe that was just my speculation because. No, I think you're right. I, I mean, uh, the the Genesis games seemed okay. Uh, most of the stuff on sixty four, you can either you can play it uh, legally some other way. Like uh, they have access to it on a bunch of other things. Uh, so I don't know. You can play Mario sixty four. You know, uh, that one's readily available somewhere else easily. Uh, so yeah. I'm not really. I'm not going to upgrade. Uh, I barely play the Switch games. Um, as is as far as um the free the the, the snes and uh nest games so i and i don't have any games which i play online i'm only literally keeping it on because there might be something for some friends and i have enough friends who are just enjoying these services uh so i'm like yeah there's no reason for me to cancel it if i have enough people who are signed up with me yeah the other day i fired up uh a link to the past zelda a link to the past and um i was surprised at how like good it feels and runs and all that stuff. And I was like, dang, I think I want to play it like this um, at some point. And I mean, I, and for 25 bucks a year that like the super Nintendo stuff is the stuff I want the most. Um, some Nintendo sure. Yep. But the 64, I mean, I, I'd like to go back and play some of those games. Um, I'm not dying to though. Uh, but even for 50 bucks a year, if I was like, start of a year i was like you know there's like four or five in 64 games i really want to play uh maybe a couple genesis games i'm really gonna mark mark them down on the calendar and get those things done then i i would probably be probably be worth it but as for now i'm, I'm kind of glad that they're tiering it and that you don't have to pay 50 you can still just pay like uh lower tier amounts I'm glad for that because, you know, honestly, if I had, if it went up, I'm just not, I just unsubscribe because, uh, with, there's only very few games that really matter that you need online for. And that's, you know, if you're into Splatoon or, uh, Mario Kart, you know, you got that, uh, boxing game. Uh, you know, it's like, there's only a handful of games that really fucking utilize it online. Other than that, Nintendo has been, has fallen short on so many levels uh, you got to download an app and stuff like that. And you're like, you know, you, it used to be with uh, back in the days of uh, 360 and PlayStation 3, everyone's like, well, you have to pay for the 360. I'm like, yeah, but you kind of get what you pay for because uh, PlayStation was really janky, uh, but you had really good chat functions, groups and stuff like that. And, you know, on uh, the mic or the 360 at the time, and you're like, dude, that's really worth it. Um, and they had a lot better, you know, you had the better infrastructure for playing uh, group games. And, you know, that's when Halo and Call of Duty first became massive, uh, you know, thanks to the online you know, networking. Uh, while you got games like Killzone on 
uh, the PlayStation 3, which didn't really do such a great job, uh, or like Mag, yeah, like Mag was supposed to be like the, you know, I think Savior. Yeah, it was supposed to be like forty something, or I forget, it was a massive amount of people in that one, and it was just really, it fell short. Um, you know, they got better uh, with their online stuff, and then they started charging. I feel honestly that I'm not paying for Nintendo Online for the online stuff. I like to occasionally dip into the the Nintendo games, and that's you know, even though I own a physical copy of Crystalis, uh, I'm still playing it on the the digital. And it's you know, some of those games are nice that you have the save states and you can just rewind. You know, if you're playing some of the old arcade games, yeah. So that's why I like it. I'm uh, the 64. I can care less about the Genesis. Had some fun games, uh, but honestly. Uh, it's not worth twenty five dollars extra, in my opinion. Um, if they come out with, you know, in the future they'll come out with some really. Yeah, I expect Nintendo to come out with good online games, uh, and that'll make it worth it. Uh, but my friends are using it, so you know, generally speaking, like if my friends are getting enough out of it, then you know, why not? I'm I'm enjoying it just enough, I'm, and twenty five bucks, you know, or thirty something bucks is just fine. I'm kind of wondering why the catalog isn't bigger. You know, I mean, like, I mean. 25 bucks a year, 50 bucks a year. That's, I know it's not, I mean, that's not much money for, for, uh, for probably the work they have to do to put, to make a catalog. But I mean, I'd probably be willing to pay a little bit more if it's like, Hey, we got a shitload of these Nintendo games. I mean, people, most people, I guess are not shy about emulating, but I'd prefer to, you know, feel better about, about, you know, how I play my games. And if I can, if I can, you know, play those old games, um, through Nintendo, you know, uh, the way that they, that the way that they want, at least it make me feel a little bit better. I just, they, I mean, they I, want you to rebuy their stuff is how yeah. they, how they've run in the past. I should say, uh, if you look at the the history of them releasing stuff, they would rather release it. You know, they release it on the, um, the GBA and then they'll re, they re-release it on the, the Wii shop. And then when they made the Wii U, you had to pay, if you already owned it on the, the, the Wii, then you had to pay a transfer fee. Uh, but then you couldn't transfer it back. So you're screwed. It was a one way thing. Uh, yeah, it's, but they love to make you rebuy the, those old games. If they could sell Mario in another, the original Mario brothers again, in another way, they, they would hands down. And see, that's kind um, of the thing though, is it's like, it's like, well, I mean, they probably want you to to repay, you know, fifty bucks for it. I, I get that for that one game, I get that, but that's silly because those games are really old, and they're still good. But they, you know, they've they're past their their prime, and I think that asking people to pay for them is fine, but I think a discounted rate is also. Um, is also wise as well. And I mean, if, if you like, if you charged like, I don't know, six or eight bucks a month or 10 bucks a month for a much larger catalog, and it's like, well, yeah, I am, you know, you are paying for those games again. Um, very if they did the Netflix amount. subscription for this or the, the game pass equivalent, you know, and then cycled games in and out, uh, that way you can pull in because, you know, you can guarantee all Nintendo's catalog, but there's so many other games by other people, um, you know, so you can, you know, cycle out from other you know, teams, you know, Namco or something, you know, Konami, uh, that I think would work really well, yeah. um, but that would require too much effort on their part. Especially like Game Boy games, like there's so many like 
Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, um, and then and then uh, DS and 3DS games. Like if you could get them, maybe some of those would be kind of hard to run on a Switch. But but if you could get them as many to work, even just the first party Nintendo stuff on on a Switch, you know that would that'd be cool. It would it would at least it would I'd be willing to pay more um, or pay something, uh, to get into an ecosystem like that. I, I think it's interesting, but you yeah, know, but we'll that's, see. you know, that's unfortunately not what they offer, but at yeah. least, you know, the theory is that if they, it leaves the door open for them to do something else because they're willing to tier their systems, you know? Yeah. So they might make a, they might make a, a special higher grade one in the future. There's, it's still a, still a possibility, but yeah, uh, you know, until then, uh, I'm going to stick with the base, the very base model, and uh, yeah, and you get to enjoy that because of me. So, and I, I definitely thank you for it. <laughs> um, last piece of news is um, God of War PC version is coming in January. Uh, I was pretty excited to hear about this. Um, don't have a PS uh, Five yet, and I never had a PS Four. Um, so there's a couple games I wanted to play, and this was one of them. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to buy it right away, uh, but it's good to know that I have the chance um, to to play it. Um, anyway, it it's kind of exciting to me. But I'm curious yeah. how how it's going to turn out because the the port for um, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, was rough, but oh. that could also be because uh, when it came to PC, it, it was uh, had a lot of issues. Uh, it wasn't less than perfect, but then again, uh, that could have been due to the Gorilla engine that they were using, uh, being more optimized for the PlayStation uh, than PC. Uh, now, it, from what I've, last I heard, it runs uh, more or less solid. Uh, I thought there were some issues with um, if you wanted to up the frame rate to 120 or something like that, then it might cause issues. But uh, that was also a while ago. I last, so I haven't. I don't have any current news on that. Uh, but they are. I am a fan of Sony starting to bring out their stuff because they did that with Days Gone. Um, they're supposed to be doing it. I thought with The Last of Us, or if they've already done it, I actually don't remember. Uh, you know, so it's there's nothing wrong with bringing your stuff out to PC. Uh, I think Sony also comes from a world of Japan's very. They don't like to have their stuff on PC for the fact that it can get everything can get pirated, as if you couldn't pirate the stuff anyways on the other consoles, but. I mean, yeah, it's, Sega, a, it's a little harder. Sega but, has that yeah. issue um, with uh, Judgment. They made right. that big stink about uh, Judgment 2 can't be on PC because they don't want that stuff happening. Um, yeah. Also, it could be the likeness rights for uh, the main actor. You know, they don't want the character model being ripped from it and being used for uh, nefarious purposes. Yeah, but people are naked on the Internet. It's, it's travesty. Yeah, um, like we'll see how this works. I, I I hope that the port is good. Um, I don't know if I want to pay. I don't know what they're going to charge for it out the gate. Probably probably sixty. I don't know if I want to play. Um, I don't know if I want to pay sixty dollars for this out the gate. But it should be discounted fairly quickly, within probably six months or so. So I'd be able to grab it on sale or whatever. Um, the game's a good one. I played it right away, uh, only because a friend of mine uh, had. Uh, bought it right out the gate, beat it, and then they let me borrow it. That oh, was awesome. cool! Uh, yeah, it was. I I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Uh, I had not played uh, the third one. I had played God of War one and two, skipped the third. Uh, I think I played the PSP game in there somewhere, and uh, well, I mean, it was on a lot of top ten lists and a lot of 
game of the year. I mean, got game of the year or very close to it, and a ton of lists. I know that. The uh, the voice of Kratos in this is uh, uh, Christopher Judge, who's. Uh, did, did you ever see Stargate SG One? Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. He's he's the Egyptian like uh, con- uh, who converted over. Uh, Telk. Yeah, I can't remember. It's, it starts with a T. Um, I haven't seen that show forever, but I used to love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so it's that guy. That's cool. Yeah, it's. I found out. I forgot how I found out. I'm like, oh man, it's him. You know, and then and then I'm like, I can totally hear it now. And then I think about it. You know, boy, um, my dude. So. That's funny. That's cool. Well, that is it for the news. Um, and uh, let's see. So besides that, I think uh, we just have um, one last thing. Uh, I mean, for, for, for patch notes, so we don't really have anything new right now. I'm sure I've done something, and I probably just need to, need to um, think about it We have a couple things later. working in the background, but nothing that we're willing to talk about quite yet. So, That's true, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll... Hopefully, have that in some discussions in the near future. Yeah, and then I don't know if you uh, got this ready yet or this week, but uh, for the last thing, signal boost. Um, is there anything that you would like to signal boost, or uh, I haven't had time, unfortunately. Like uh, you know, mostly it's just uh, yeah, it's I haven't had much of any time on my hands. Uh, what little free time I've gotten went for Back for Blood. How so. about I give you this because for all the kids out there. Um, you should signal boost that hot chip video that you showed me years ago with Cancer Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, God, now, all right, that's, I'll have to, I'll pull that up and we'll, I'll mention that in just a sec. So, all right, then what are you, what are you going to signal boost? So, uh, I'm going to signal boost this thing, um, it's a YouTube channel, uh, called Ristic Studies. Um, this guy, he makes uh, videos about magic cards uh, or about the game Magic the Gathering. Um, and it's very interesting. Even as a person, I think even a person who doesn't play magic, I think um, even they would would really enjoy this uh or a lot of these videos um he is an avid magic player and has been playing the game for a long time and he understands a lot of the history and the uh kind of the competitive scene around it he appreciates the art and uh, appreciates how cards work together and explains all that stuff really really well he's a really good He's just a really good storyteller, to be honest. Um, and I really like his videos. I haven't watched them all, but I've watched a good chunk of them. But um, specifically, if you're going to go watch any of this guy's videos, you got to go watch the one on uh, the one called The Black Lotus. Uh, this is his by far. <laughs> this is by far his highest rated or highest view count video. I think it has a couple million views on it um it's like 30 minutes somewhere in there maybe maybe a little less maybe a little more um and it's great it's it's one of the few videos i've watched multiple times on youtube uh he he ground he grounds 
he he's like, okay, this is what this is. And like, here's something in the real world that you might understand and know. And then here's the black Lotus. And here's how for me to make it make sense about this card. Um, and it's, it's good. It's just very well, well put together. And then you can watch his other videos on, cause he like, he does like videos on the art of magic, which has always been just a huge thing is the art on those damn little cards is so fucking good. It's always been so good. Um, and yeah, so, uh, he's very Speaking good. He of the black Lotus. Um, I don't know if you remember who Martin Scully is. Uh, he was the pharmaceutical guy who, uh, I think it was like, was it penis or not? It was, um, it was EpiPens made it man- help lo- lobby, uh, guys, people to make it EpiPens mandatory in all schools and then up the price. Like, like, like 5,000%. Oh, wow. Uh, literally five, like uh, ungodly amount of just to make, uh, up the price just on that. Um, he's also the guy who bought the Wu Tang album. I don't remember the name oh, of it, but the, that the, guy the, the one and only. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he, I just the last time I heard the, the Black Lotus, uh, that was because he was buying them up. He was going out of his way to purchase oh, them. Oh, wow. Really? That guy has yeah. a dick bag. Like, uh, and then, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, um, it, it's, it's, that's, that's funny. It's small world, I guess. Um, but yeah, but just, now he's in jail, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah all, <laughs> all's well that ends well. Um, but this guy, Ritmistic Studies, uh, I followed him on Twitter too, and uh, he doesn't tweet too much, but he was uh, doing this YouTube channel for a long time, and then he and then he uh, had a video, and he was like, "Yeah, I gotta go on, on hiatus, guys. I'm uh, I'm actually going to get my doctorate." So he has a doctorate in some kind of I wouldn't get a doctorate in that, but he has a doctorate in in something. So um, he's super smart. And uh, he's gotten back to making videos again, so I feel comfortable um, uh, recommending his channel. Anyway, it's uh, it's pretty good, and I uh, can't recommend it enough. Okay, what was the name of the channel one more time? Uh, the channel is called Ristic Studies. It's okay. spelled R H Y S T I C, and then Studies is is spelled the same. And if you just type in the Black Lotus, then it's probably going to be one of the higher higher up uh, hits on the on on that search. Okay, and so, that all right. So the um, the hot chip uh, old video um, that is uh, I feel better. Oh, and yeah. essentially, what happens is you uh, it's just watch it, and it's like you think it's just normal boy band, and it just, the stuff gets weird. Uh, and then you'll see screenshots of like you know screaming girls, like fangirls, and then in the audience you'll see a group of four guys. That's the real band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they play their own cameo. Um, but there's also they do really fun videos and I like their a lot of their stuff. Uh, they have a song called Over and Over, which is um, think of it as like the Adam West Batman, like the that Joker uh, at that time. So it's it's a weird uh, like them being trapped in a kind of uh a fun house type of uh, situation where they're being toyed with like, you know, mice in a cage. Um, and, but it's very much uh, in, they have certain nods that go back to that uh, Adam West style Joker. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh, give those a shot. Give those a look. If you get bored. Uh, I do have the, I feel better. The, you know, the cancer Jesus, uh, you'll see him. Uh, I have the, the, then the show notes. So we'll probably post that on the uh, notes when they, it's all put up with the, uh, 
you know, with the Black Lotus. Yeah, thanks for, for completely the same genre. <laughs> that, that, uh, thanks for finding that. Yeah, it's just a good song too. I mean, nothing else. It's like, oh, this is a, it's a good, interesting, catchy song. But the video really just sends it over the top. It's uh, yep, yeah, it's cool. All right, well, that is gonna do it for another Dead Pixel episode three. Uh, thanks for watching, Joe. What do you have to say? Oh, uh, thanks you guys for uh, taking your time. Uh, you know. I know time is precious, so if you made it to this far, well, we really do appreciate it. And you know, uh, hopefully, we'll be uh, we'll come we'll be able to come out with some more stuff that'll make you guys uh, happy. Uh, if you have any suggestions uh, that you'd like us to cover as far as movies, uh, by all means, uh, give us a shout out. Uh, ask us what movies uh, you know uh, are your favorite. We, we'd like to talk about anime, and we're gonna maybe be doing some stuff about that too. So, uh, I'll have some more updates by next episode. We will take your recommendations and we will throw them in the trash and do whatever we want. Slide it on fire. <laughs> Just light it on take fire. Care. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Bye. <laughs>